0: Hello, this is The Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of The Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen.
1: Um, So tonight we're going to be going on a conversation about faith, And we're going to take you through um, the fundamentals, definitely. What is faith? And we're going to build a case for faith. So um, join us in our conversation. Join us on our journey with our two guests, Rachel. Oh yeah, clap. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Martin. Yes, I'll in the middle. <laughs> one more mic but i'll give you mine so we can get started um so right off the bat introduce yourselves Um, tell us a little about your faith walk one minute one minute thanks I'm um, ladies first
2: <laughs> hi guys how's everyone doing today Uh, My name is Rachel. Um, I guess I'll start with my own faith work. Um, So it started, uh, how do I even say it? I I grew up in a Christian home, so I've always been a Christian. It's not as if I, you know, I came from a distance. But I think that um, when it came to faith, I didn't really understand the concept of faith. I thought that faith was just, Accepting your Christianity and saying, yes, I'm a Christian. And I think in the past four years is when I understood the concept of faith. And if we know, if we've been listening to, uh, can can I call you Pastor Martins? (laughs) Or Martins? (laughs) PM. If you you listen to PM, you know that, um, you know, he's explained that faith is kind of believing, speaking. PM is a good one. It's a good one, Um, yeah. And um, I, I have to say that it wasn't until I was put in places where maybe there were certain things that were burdening me and I had prayed about it. Um, and I guess a lot of people will say maybe it's starting from a carnal place because it were, there were tangible things that I was looking for. There were actual, you know, flesh desires that I was looking for. When I say flesh, I mean. You know, maybe I wanted to go to a certain, you know, university or I wanted to get something. Or I wanted to, and that was kind of where my faith work really began. And you know, God is so kind. He doesn't look down on you for starting from carnality. You know, he doesn't look down on you, but he desires you to always grow. He desires you to grow from milk and start getting, you know, food. So my faith work had, began from somewhere, a little canal, desiring things. But then grew into something of an understanding whereby I realized that faith is not so much as you're desiring something, you're waiting for something, but it is actually getting to understand God and getting to better know the level of his love for you So he put me through all of that, you know, although there were some things I got, there were some things I didn't get, but the objective isn't actually the things that you get. It is to grow deeper in the understanding of his love for you and deeper in in understanding what he has actually placed you in this world for. Because if we live our lives believing that, oh, we want something, we pray about it, faith equals us getting it. That's not actually what we're here for, you know, so... I think my faith work is is ongoing. I'm currently working in faith in many, many things. In my whole life, in fact, it's just understanding that God has a great, high desire for you. We need to come into a place of kind of, I guess, looking towards Him and trying to understand what His purpose for us is. So I am inside it right now, and I'm still... You know, it's unfolding, it's unfolding, and it's yeah. fantastic, and it's beautiful, and it's humbling. Okay, thank you.
3: What's the question again? <laughs> How did you want <laughs> <One> Okay, <minute. laughs> okay my name is Martin, so
1: PM, okay, PM, PM, PM. Like
3: Some people, yeah. 7 p.m., yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, my walk of faith began 23 years ago, mm. oh, yes, 23 years ago, um, August 8th, 1998. So it was second saturday in the evening started in the evening at about 7 pm yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um i it's i make a big deal about it because i began to leave then It uh, it was very it was a very striking change for me my life changed in an instant you know i i always say sometimes when i when i'm in the midst of christians and we share testimonies of how it began I say I know that it's not the same for everybody, but mine was like that you know because I didn't grow up in a Christian home so and I was exposed to all kinds of things you know diabolical stuff and you can live your life the way you want to live your life and from an early age, my parents separated while I was eight years old so I began to live my life but when I became 17 I got born again I received um The word of God, and very different from all the testimonies of people I hear or I used to hear those days before I got born again. No, where you pray the sinner's prayer, I didn't have to pray the sinner's prayer. (laughs) I just came into an awareness, and the change happened. And it wasn't a change that they need to encourage you to live in. It was an instant switch. I was one way, one moment. As a matter of fact, I left. I left my babe, then I left her and my my other friend. We were together with our babes and I just left. Okay. They say, once you go to church, Oh, okay. Let me just go. So I went and came back a preacher. <laughs> no, really. I got, they were my first converts. <laughs> my babe, her siblings, the guy, his girlfriend, and the all Christians the pastors. And you know, so it just, it started like that. And then I began to, um, read the scriptures, I began to feel very different from church, from Christians. So it was really tough in my formative years because it was as though I was seeing different from what I was hearing. Mm. But being a stubborn child, as in growing up in a place where you were meant to fend for yourself, so I guess that was what it really helped me. That was what God used to maybe frame my understanding or my perspective of life if i had seen it and i know it is true you can't dissuade me i'll hold on to it even if nobody's accepting it so that's what helped me and i grew so that's about it that's about my faith and you see it's still unfolding unfolding. learning things
4: you know
1: um so let's hop on what you said about awareness because i think that is that is really interesting okay that you're saying that from the time you got born again 23 years later your awareness hasn't changed it has probably evolved but for the better
3: yes rather awareness than hasn't for the changed. You Worse. you know um, no it has not gone below how I started instead I become better, better, better. And, understand, and have better understanding um, I've heard a couple of Christians um, interact with missionaries and then sometimes we share test. They'll say, you know, um, they got born again, maybe when they were five, when they were seven, when they were this, and then they backslid. I I never could understand. But of course, I grew up and I grew up in faith, studying the scripture, and I realized that there's no such thing as you backslide. But maybe they what they were trying to explain is they felt cold at one point, maybe they felt they were no longer Christians, they stopped walking passionately with the Lord. It had never happened to me. I don't have that experience. because I had lived a life before of a sinner so I I was exposed to all the terrible things of life at a young age from native doctors to sex to party to drinks and then I switched I got born again at 17 so I didn't understand there was nothing else to look forward to look outside of Christianity for you know people say it does not be Christian I'd never been able to say that (laughs) Because there was no better life than this one. So it has never happened to me. Say, ah, uh, one time I was on fire for the Lord. Uh, t- that period, man, was really tough. So I just went cold. No, <laughs> It has never happened to me.
2: Rachel? Um, okay, in terms of... Okay, so I want to say something. In terms of backsliding, I think for some people, it's just... Um, some people might not necessarily go to... They might not say they are no longer Christians, but some people might maybe fall back into the sin that they were in. You know, they might have said, "Okay, yes, I'm 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 a child of God and everything," but they might fall back into it. So I think that's. I just wanted to. Yeah,
4: that's
3: what they meant. Yeah, that's
2: what they meant. Maybe not running back to the streets, but uh, even those who went back to the streets, no longer (laughs) going to
3: church, they got upset with God, and then eventually after a while, maybe they had an epiphany or something happened, and they came back. Oh Lord, I'm back. Like but that. I want to
2: just um agree with p m on this that you know once you enter this new life and once you enter an un- when you get an understanding so nothing can take away the understanding of where you stand so when you actively leave that place, you yourself you know that you are not where you should be you know when you find yourself in certain places, no one has to tell you that There's something that's not right about... And I'm not talking about a physical place, even your heart's posture. You know, when it is in a place of maybe lack of faith or in a place of you trying to make a way for your own self, you too, you know that there's something wrong. When there's too much strife in what you're trying to do, you're aware that, oh, okay, there's a place. Yes, you know. So it's... There's no better place to be. So when you are not there, you are aware that there's somewhere else you should be.
3: Personally, I guess it's understanding, really. Because it's not that I've not had trials and temptations, you get, and tough times. But I understood from this onset that God will never leave me. And since he will never leave me, I'm not leaving him, you get. So irrespective of what life throws or whatever situation I come up against, there's never the temptation or the thought in my mind that, Okay, let me leave God first, go and do this. Then, uh, when I'm done, I will, I will get back. You get so. But some people maybe they think um, they did things that is not consistent with their nature as Christians, and then they say, um, Now they are not God right. has left but me. Yes, God has left me because that never happens. So, that's why I say maybe it's understanding. So, I didn't, even though I grew up around church people and around the regular religious people, I didn't grow up in their quote-unquote, atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts, atmosphere. So that's, all those, their beliefs didn't affect me at all. So that's why I've never had a, okay, amen, God, just hold on first, let me go and pursue this. It has never happened to me.
1: So I guess, the next question is, how do you develop the understanding? Because clearly, it's not just by reading, like reading the scriptures, because people have read it and gone and missed.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not just by attending services, because people have come and gone. Mm-hmm. So, how do you ensure that the understanding you get is one right? Because a lot of people are in the wrong.
3: So, this for me, this was, this was how it is for me. I question everything. So, even before I became a Christian, people say things. You know, people just say things like, for instance, let me just give an example. Um, a beloved pastor dies, and maybe he dies at 40 or 58 or whatever, and they say God took him. I will question it. Why? So it doesn't, it doesn't end there. Okay, ah, he has gone home to be with the Lord. Oh, what a life? Because I'm thinking, it's 50 years, long life. Well, in my definition, no. It may be long life for him. Okay, then maybe, maybe fine. But if for me it's not long life, then I say, God, why? So what happens? Then, usually it goes like this. Then I begin to read scriptures, or the, what happens is the Holy Spirit begins to remind me of scriptures. Okay, let me even not use a religious term. My mind begins to go to scriptures. How righteous people in the Bible, of course, that's how. That's the transaction, that's the Holy Spirit, that's God. I've asked the question, so now he's answering me. Look at this, the way this one passed, and this one, and this one. So when they say God called him home, so I went and checked all the people that God called home. The Bible said that God is not the author of confusion, right?
4: Mm-hmm. The
3: Bible said, let all things be done decently and in order. So God is an orderly God. Just look at the, the creation he made, the things he made, the human body, for instance. God is very orderly, very ceremonial. He's not a spontaneous God. Say, ah, but did they suit me today? Who's there? Oh yeah, come home. God doesn't do that. So, if you begin to read the scriptures, let's take that example I just gave, Now, say God called him. And God called him, things are in disarray on earth. His church could not hold. He did not hand over. No, things have not been put in order. That's not the system of God. That's not God's MO. Look at David. Before he left, Solomon was anointed. Mm-hmm. Look at Jesus. He knew he was going, he had set his people down. Look at Paul. Paul said, I am now ready to be offered. 2 Timothy chapter 6, verse 4. Peter, the same thing in 2, Timothy, in 2, 2 Peter chapter 1. He said, As even as Jesus, as I will soon put off this tabernacle. He was speaking of death, and even the Lord has shown me. That it's about to happen. So let me remind you of all the things we've been talking about. So God always do those things. Jacob, he called these people together. No, Abraham, just read the scriptures. So that's how God calls people home. Even Moses, Baba, go die, and when Joshua, and then go and die. So if, if a beloved, anointed man of God that we all cherish dies, don't ever. So I don't ever. When people say that, I I'm not longer in. I'm no longer in that loop. Ah, uh, God called him. We can't question God. God knows best. So that's the thing. I question because I believe God wants us to question. Question like Mary, not like what's the other guy's name?
2: Zechariah.
3: Zechariah. That the two of them asked the same questions. But one was asking to know, one was asking to scoff. Mary asked, How shall this thing be? Because I mean, I'm a virgin, I never done before. What's up? What did this up? But the other guy said, I go to happen, you don't check. Stay around God. Baba Chief, no worry, leave that matter. Do you get? So, question. I believe God wants us to question. I think that's how to develop your understanding. If you don't understand, don't be afraid. You see, you can't question God. That is not true. You cannot order God around. That's true.
2: But can I ask a question? You know, in Job, um, when he's sort of lamenting on his afflictions.
4: I, you. I you. And Go ahead.
2: God now comes and starts asking him, you know, were you there when I created this? Were you there? You know, kind of telling him that my wisdom is too high for you to even come and question me. So how does that now in seeking understanding and where does that line come in where you're exactly. not Beautiful questioning
3: question. God? Now, what was Job doing before God responded? He's questioning God. What was the what was the characteristic of it?
2: Like lament- lamentation. He was
3: blaming him. So that's what God was asking. Baba, you so you don't know book fast me now, be now you know everything. You now know how. So he was blaming God. Like Job said, even if you bring the two of us now, I know I've not done anything. I will still be wrong. <laughs> that's what Job said. Say said, nobody can be right in his eyes. Is that true with God? No. But that was Job's understanding. So God began to ask him, okay, what are you do when I create those animals? When I put the stars? I mean, you know the names of all of them. So by the time Job, God was done with Job, Job repented for the things he said, one, mm-hmm. and then began to pray for his friends. What did his friends say? Because even as a young lad, they had preached to us that Job's friends, you know, there was one, they said the wisdom of Eliab. The guy spoke this and spoke that preached as though the guy spoke the mind of God, even God said no. Job, Job began to pray for them that these guys, what they said about God was not true. Yeah, had a flawed understanding. It was not true at all. Yeah. God forgive them. Don't put this thing on them. And then the Lord turned the captivity of Job. You see it was captivity.
4: Mm-hmm. It wasn't
3: God that held him in captivity. God is not a captor. God is not a slave driver. He turned the captivity of Job. But Job suddenly realized God was not responsible. But we're not talking about Job today. <laughs> but, but I know who is responsible. Let's keep that. It's not God.
2: Sorry, ask your question again.
5: Please. Um, what I also see is the, the question for many Christians is why are we suffering? Mm-hmm. Why are we living the results of this? I was looking at that scripture where Job said, I think it was in Job 42, verse 5, mm. where Job had come to a certain realization and said, I have heard of you only by the hearing of the ear. So now I have seen. It says, but now my spiritual eyes have seen. So what you find there is that there is a knowing that is knowing about, mm-hmm. and there is a knowing that That's is intimately knowing, knowing. Intimate, yes. right? And if we are still at the point where God is a concept in our head and not a reality in our hearts, there will always be a gap. There will be a gap. There always be a gap. And you oftentimes be looking for God. So the captivity that you're talking about, many of us are captives of a wrong image of God. Mm -hmm. We are captive of a wrong image of ourselves. And once the fundamentals, the core of your belief is that you see yourself as a grasshopper or you feel God is not good, God is not kind, God is dangerous, God is not to be trusted, God has a potential backside, every experience will align. Right, so the captivity, the captivity. first of all, is to believe that we are not his. Mm-hmm. So in, in the New Testament and in Christ, the captivity that we are suffering is not one of the devil being powerful, but one of willful ignorance. Yes. One whereby we, at, at any point in time, you come to the realization, so even he came and said, my eyes now can see, and Paul prayed that our eyes should see. So what do I see about myself concerning uh, my life, my purpose, my business, my marriage? Am I seeing... Am I seeing an end, am I seeing the beginning, am I seeing an expansion, right, but I don't believe that the devil has any power over any Christian in this place, the devil is only as powerful as we let him, and if we all just decide to play the card of saying, okay, you're not the victim someone sent me a message, right and um, a friend of his, the mother is sick and fainted, so she, the, she sent, she's asking for prayer that the enemies have gotten her mother mm-hmm. and that her father's people are the ones behind it Right, so now they're at war to take down the father's people and the so but is it that there are no witches?
1: That's the tension, yeah. right?
5: Because sure. Uh, is it that there's no, is is like there no village people? But you know, we can justify it. What I can tell you that even if there are a thousand witches mm. and you have an identity of your sonship, they are so impotent where you are. They will serve you, don't yeah. worry. Like don't i'm i'm not saying that there are not no witches, quite frankly. I mean we're
4: Africans, (laughs) we've been around,
5: but I'm saying that we've we've made them more powerful than they really are. When you are around them, all they need is a deliverance. You're not casting them to die with the fire, Mm -mm. you're passing them to the fire to bring their soul for Christ. Yes, boss. So we're not called to kill, we are called to Redeemed. redeemed, let them be redeemed so the killing of our, the, 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 I think that the Old Testament says suffer not, suffer not a
3: witch to live,
5: <laughs> yeah. so we are still in that That's group, Samuel. but the tension is that when Jesus Christ came, right, we saw that at any point in time whether it was the sorcerers he had an encounter with it was more about how do I bring their soul to no love, Paul too at the end of the day he casted the sorcerer from the lady mm-hmm. and then her business died because the sorcerer was the source of the revenue yeah. it was a USP Mm-hmm. But she lost her market my point is that you didn't see them and Paul said you this girl you've yeah, been we'll giving you people help. prophecies fake prophecies Fire. today your soul is required of you <laughs> I don't think that was what Paul said to her right? so my point is when you begin to see God in Christ you will understand that the, once you have that revelation of who you are you are almost impermeable by the powers of darkness they can send arrows but they don't stay but if you are ignorant and you believe that they will get to you, they will get to you. So in the final analysis, we are our consciousness. Mm-hmm. If you believe in an evil God, a God that can take away the hedge of protection. it becomes the experience. Because you slept with your girlfriend the night before.
3: It becomes the experience.
5: So the hedge of protection is now gone. it has gone. They will bash your car. Somebody will slap you. You find something Say, I, got, I got upset so that like yeah. the
3: anointing lifted. Don't worry.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my point is, let, our, let this mind be you. That is also in Christ. He never for one day thought that... Anything could take him from the presence of God. He said, as I am, so is my father. Let that mind be you. Everything you do, stay in the consciousness of who you are in Christ. Let that be your, that's the genesis of faith. And that's the way we do life. Are they coming, arrows flying, is Nigeria whatever it is? No. Nigeria can be whatever it is. But the reality of who you are will change that for you.
3: So let me just answer that question in one statement. Yeah? one thing how to develop you know you asked a very salient question so i know it's not by reading the bible i know it's not just by praying or going to church so how do you develop this understanding Mm -hmm. one just accept i don't want to say believe yes it's believe accept completely that god is good and it's not a twisted definition of good it's the definition of good good means benevolent it means positive it means advantage blessing sweetness pleasure that is who god is in his In the presence of God, there's fullness of joy. That's good, right? At his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Because if you do not have this picture of God, you can't exercise faith. You can't trust somebody that's not good. Somebody that you don't think is completely good, irrespective of how you are. It's hard to develop a relationship with that person. So if you know God is good, that's the beginning of how to develop your understanding. Then, question everything that negates his good nature his goodness. That's why the Bible says God is love. It says there is no fear in love. Yes. So every time you read in the Bible, whether it's New or Old Testament, and you see anything that is pointing um, against that revelation of the goodness of God, the love of God, question it. I'm not saying throw a tantrum, fight, kill people. No. Just ask God questions. How do you explain this?
4: Rachel?
2: You like- okay. Um, I, I wanted to... Um, buttress on what pastor Freddie had said but I can't even remember the whole the whole exact part but I wanted to say that a lot of times when um, you have an experience as well encounters you know they say that faith is revelation so when you have an encounter you you kind of get a better experience of and an understanding of who God is you know you can always believe God is good God is good God is good but i feel like it's what you said it's like an un, it's like a book textbook knowledge until it manifests into reality for you in your life you might never have a real. Uh, well, how did you put it? You said there's the textbook knowledge, and then there's like intimate, the intimate, intimate understanding. Like if you don't bring it to that point, you know, it might always seem like a distant experience that people, other people, may experience. All you, you know, Sha, is that God is good, but you can't really say what God has done in your life or you can't say what you you can't see anything so you're always looking at other people and saying oh wow I can't wait I can't wait for God to do this thing in my life so you, you need to, you to
1: that exactly that's problematic because you can't you can't bring yourself you can't bring yourself, you can't bring an encounter that's,
2: that's faith isn't that the revelation of something so and holding on to God? yes because
5: when it comes to Uh mm-hmm.
4: on. it's on.
5: It's not working. <laughs> Hello. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so, I, I think that the tools for which we are called to experience. Now, you might not necessarily orchestrate your encounter, but you can contribute to the to that. The way I mean contribute is create an environment. Create the environment, right, for that. So, in staying in the word. And meditating and staying on the word, you're actually in that that environment is already... You're giving him material. Yeah, and then the other part is that that's actually why... I'm not talking about religious prayer, Mm -mm. but I'm even saying a deliberate prayer that is actually pregnant of expectation always delivers on his promise. So there's a sense that the moment you are at the point where you're primed to say, I want to experience this, but this is what it is. We are all an encounter away from the possession of all Christ has done for us. Mm -hmm. So whether it is righteousness if you don't come into... If you don't encounter righteousness as a revelation, you might not walk in it, right? If you don't encounter... um, If you don't encounter abundance, as you will not walk in it, you will still be plagued by that. So it's important for us to dial back to the word, dial back to the prayer, but even community. We've also scripted encounter to be spooky. Yes. We've actually also sort of like made encounter into... An encounter is you must fall on the ground. Yes, the most dramatic be. No, experience. That, yes. Yeah. No, I, I think that we need to expand our understanding. Yes. Those things are also important. They are, they are part of the experience. I don't like mocking them off because some people will tell you this is always how it came to me. Right? But I've had people who started speaking in tongues without getting slain in the spirit. Like me. But yeah. I've seen people who speak by being slain in the spirit. After they stood up, the language came. So God is not one way. But I do think that it's even more on us to open our minds to what we consider a seemingly secular way of even him moving, mm. like in conversations, God is breaking walls yeah. and he's doing something, but we may not recognize that that's a spiritual moment because our spiritual understanding has become more that is meshed in that the idea of We're looking for the spectacular Bernard singing in the background, keyboard is yes. elevating yes. it. But when the music, even in the silence of your heart, you will still encounter him, even there.
2: Think you should keep you, should keep you the can mic. keep the mic. I
3: think hold this mic. So, so, so the thing is, when we are always, like I said, it was last week Wednesday, when we look for the spectacular, we miss, many times, the we miss the miraculous because we think for it to be miraculous, it has to be spectacular. I got filled with the spirit just by reading the Bible. I wanted to be filled with the spirit, I wanted to speak in tongues. And then I read the scriptures, and I as I read the scriptures, I was convinced that was it, but I was waiting for Thongs of fire, you know, earth shaking, and I was waiting for something to take over my life. So ah, I spoke in tongues, it didn't feel like it. (laughs) So I kept praying, and then I read the scriptures again. So the scriptures came to me again, like ah, ah. so. And then one day, God just told me, What else do you want? (laughs) Thunder. What else do you you want? So I had, I like, I've said it here many times. The way God raised me, He raised me up. Um, in, the, in a sort of way that I don't have to look at how I feel um, you know people say ah, I feel the anointing I don't have all those things goosebumps and all that You're not a hmm. I am a feeler I enjoy feelings <laughs> but, but many of my encounters with God have Happened. not been earth shaking it's normal maybe I was just singing maybe I was just in the toilet maybe I read the scriptures and while I was on my way just came and I start shouting what is it I said no don't worry <laughs> it has happened because so, so I, because of that I now de- I develop I then developed a consciousness that God is always with me yeah. so I'm always in that presence so if I feel if I get to a point where I'm feeling like I'm not there I, I crafted something so that I will always remind myself I just say thank you Jesus I just say it severally and before you know what's happening consciousness has come back has come back so I'm always there you get so I don't have to wait for an earth shaking experience, a dream. I had I had so much I preached the word of God one time to several people and they had experiences, they got healed, this and that that they began to ask me, wait, oh, this thing you're talking about, have you seen Jesus before? I say no.
4: Yeah. Have you seen angels?
3: I say no, but yes, I've seen them in the world. I've seen them in the world. it's okay for me. seen angels? So I've seen them in the world. It's okay for me. Charlie's Angels. You've seen Charlie's Angels, right? <laughs> very, very fine girls, right? <laughs> so, so, yes, that's, that's how. See, what we call reality were the ones that called them reality. You craft your own reality. Yeah, you craft your reality. So craft it. That's how to do just, just make up your mind. This thing, okay, pastor said it. This one said it. Let me go and read it. Okay, it's true. I accept that it is true and behave that it is true. Just behave as though God told the truth. And you would experience God.
1: That actually reminds me of a scripture that says they received the word as the word of God. Yes. That's and what it became Paul said. effective. That's what Paul said.
3: So you didn't you didn't you didn't take these words as though we were the ones talking to you, but you took it as the, the word, word of, of
1: God. God.
3: Um
1: but I mean it's important to know that you don't have to have the miracle. Like it doesn't have to be spectacular, spectacular. but God is also dynamic. Yes. So open yourself to open yes. yourself yes. to that, because some people experience those dimensions constantly, yes. and uh, that may be your experience. But yeah. if you get to a point that you're just like, I'm only going to follow God one way, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. missing out on all the other ways
3: God can speak. I've had to. some spectacular experiences. I told you about where I um. Uh, I I saw a a flash in a vision while I was driving one day. I mentioned, right? Yeah. And the accident was averted. Then I mentioned about how I saw my daughter Mm -hmm. before she was born. She came to me like twice while I was praying. Those were... It was was as though I was watching a movie. I can't explain it. So it was spectacular. But I'm not big on it has to be spectacular for it to be God. Mm -hmm. I'm big on the Word of God. The
1: Word of God is God. I'm strong
3: on that. Mm -hmm. The Word of God you get so
1: okay so we're going to move on to the topic of today <laughs> um, but before we leave there um, I want us to discuss Hebrews 11 6 so um, faith is substance of things hoped for you can't tell your Bible yeah, um,
3: um, I
1: believe if I'm wrong correct me
3: <laughs> 11 6 is um, um, that faith is impossible to please God
1: but the point of emphasis on that scripture, Shia, the point of emphasis there on Hebrews eleven six, right, is that he who comes to God must believe that he is. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting because what so um, eleven six, let me read it out for you. So it says, But without faith, it's impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. These amplified classic version, APMC. Yeah. For whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and he's the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. Mm. So on one level is that we all have to believe God exists, but clearly that's not enough because even devils believe that God exists. Mm. And we have to believe that he rewards the people that seek him, right? However, are those two... Um, ingredients enough for faith? Like, I just have to believe that God is alive and He exists, and that if I seek Him, He will reward me. Is that enough to manifest every, like, my everyday desires, my everyday life? Do you understand the question? Okay. Do. do you want
2: Let's go first? okay um, Pastor Freddy, please be on, be on standby <laughs> um, okay uh, from what you've just said you haven't spoken about Christ you haven't spoken about the son of God as well what I'm trying to say is that you know in terms of faith I think it's multi multidimensional you can believe that you can believe that um you just okay i believe god i believe god i believe christ is the son of god i believe that um if i trust in him at one point in time the things that i desire will manifest but i think that it goes beyond that because you first you come into the belief of god you understand that christ is the son of god but there is so much more that the holy spirit has to reveal to you it's not so much about just coming in there and it's it's not a it's not like opening a door and saying yes i believe yes i and you're sitting there you've just entered heaven there's there's a walk that comes with it so yes you can you should believe yes you should desire earnestly to understand what god desires for us and why he sent his son to die for us but i think that there is much more that the holy spirit will reveal to you that allows you build your faith because faith you are you're hoping for something your faith manifests that thing but we ourselves we don't even know what it is that god wants for us so even as we're praying the holy spirit has to interject because we don't even know what to pray for so we cannot say that just by saying okay yes i believe in god yes i know this everything is going even the thing that you're desiring to manifest you don't know that god has a higher desire for you so it is not just to come into the club you now have to press in and understand what god desires for you
3: as well okay let me just read this easy translation he says hebrews eleven six. unless we trust god it is impossible for us to make god happy anyone who comes to god must believe that god is there they must also believe that God helps everyone who wants to know him. Do you see that? So that's why every time I ask him questions about things I don't understand, I get it. I get the answers. Because um, this is beyond just mental assent. I believe. This is that I know this person. This is his nature. So that is a very strong thing that the writer of Hebrews said. Those that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. So it's not, it's not just that I believe that there is God. Everybody believes there is God. Even the atheist believes there is God. There is God. Yes, it's what do you believe about him? That's why I am going back to what I said initially, that God is good or that God is love. The biggest revelation of God that we can get, that will help us, is that God is love. Paul said it this way. He says the way to be filled with all the fullness of God is to understand the love of God, which passes knowledge. It's to know the love of God which passes knowledge. So what he's saying is, is to experience, have an intimate experience or relationship with the love of God. So that's, that's actually enough. That sets you on the way. I guess that's why, for me, that's why I became the kind of person i am today because even as a non-christian i heard preached to me a lot that god is good god is good god is good and then i began to hear god will god will sample you to the devil just to prove a point so that in my mind was not a picture of a good god so it disturbed me and then god killed Uzzah because he touched the ark oh boy i couldn't take it it's disturbed because i'm like what kind of good father how can you people say that person is good so i got born again straight god what happened to job and i got the answers what about Uzzah? that's i went i kept going through the scriptures and he kept showing me what happened over and over again so that sets for me there's something about foundation the bible says in the book of psalms if the foundations be destroyed what can the right not what will the righteous do what can the righteous do if the foundations are out of place, the righteous become incapacitated. They are not capable of anything. So it's, it's a foundation problem. And it's a foundation problem when we do not understand that God is a lover. God is a rewarder. God is a blesser. God is not a condemner. It's a foundational problem. There's Everybody who doesn't have this understanding of God struggle with faith. Irrespective of the result they are pulling, they are working most times on flesh. It's flesh work. But because God is a good God, sometimes He will accommodate them. He will, as we do our kids when they are still small. The Bible says in the days of ignorance, what, what happens? Yes. God overlooks. So that's how it is. So really, if we if we come to know that there is God, and then this is in his nature, it's enough to set you on that on that treadmill of okay, living a glorious life, living a supernatural life. just know so so when terrible things happen, even if I have prayed, I had believed and I it never crosses my mind that God did not answer. God, maybe it's not the will of God. God, why did you do this to me? When people ask that question, you know what they are questioning the goodness of God, His goodness, his nature, his integrity and people will always question his integrity. Would you like
5: your mic? <laughs> Keep it. <laughs> so, I, I think that many times, we, many times we think that Christians have a faith problem, but I am beginning to realize many Christians have a belief problem. That's what i that be saying, no Christian has a faith. Problem. You know, the reality is that <laughs> there are two different things, so I would ask first of all, what is the difference between faith and belief? Anyone? Anybody. What's the difference between <laughs> <laughs> they are quoting Hebrews eleven one?
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, but I think this is this is this is a an of conversation This is this sorry sir, if you that's what she's asking. How do you develop? You
3: must ask these questions. Please, somebody wants to answer. Okay. Please we'll, give. Praise
6: God. Praise God. Okay, the difference between faith and belief is and um, I believe God can heal the sick. But now I have ulcer. I don't think God can heal me of ulcer. But if you tell me God heals the sick, yes, God heals the sick. I've, I've seen it happen before. But then now I've been living with ulcer for seven years. I don't have ulcer, it's just, <laughs> it's just an illustration. <laughs> I've been living with ulcer for seven years. Do I believe God heals of ulcer? I think God can heal diseases Stronger than us, I've seen God heal cancer before. But then me now, how do I come to that place where God can heal me of basic ulcer? So I believe God can heal, but
1: mm. am I confounding? No, no, we, the we get, we, we get what you're saying. How do you personalize the ability of exactly. God? Because so sometimes it's easy to believe. God can do it for them. So you're explaining His. Yes, okay. it's easy to believe that God can do it for them, but how God do God. I personalize this and say, God will do it for me? Okay. It's not just His ability. His ability is not in question, but His ability, yeah, right.
5: His wanting. So, that's so what word. we can say, we do not receive according to our faith, we receive according to our belief. Read it again. You find what it says. Let's read it again. I know that we say each man according to his faith. Mm. But once you study faith, you realize that faith is a spirit that comes from God and has no measure. Mm. So it's not like your faith is higher than my faith. It's more likely that your belief is stronger than my belief. But it's not a faith problem, it's a belief problem. Now see what it says. It says, but without faith, it's impossible to to work with God. Yes. Don't forget what we teach about faith here. That faith is not something we generate by our will. Mm. Faith does not originate in human will. It originates in God's will. So God comes supplying faith. Mm -hmm. So faith is given. It's not generated. Keep that at the back of your mind. So it says, but without faith, it is impossible to work with God and please him. But see, so the faith he's talking about, there's, there's a faith that God supplies. Without that faith supplied by God, it's impossible for you to please God or work with God. So the capacity for you to please God or work with Him is already by there. God. there. But see what he now goes on to say. He says, But well, here is the, cha- the challenge. The challenge is that, but uh, he says, uh, For whoever comes near to God must, this believe. is what Amplified said, necessarily. Must. The necessarily here means that it is literally a must. Necessarily, believe. That God exists Mm -hmm. and that God rewards those earnestly and diligently who will seek Him. Now, first of all, establish faith is given, belief is of the will. The faith is supplied, is a spirit, the spirit of faith is supplied by God. Belief is of the will. If 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 God has supplied, so in, in, in the gospel, we know that God has supplied all things in Christ. So the truth is that everyone has faith, but your belief is actually how you receive. So you receive according to your belief. So even if we know that we are preaching here, we are one with God, and we all say, okay, that's the spirit of faith here, we are one with God. But in your belief, you feel you're desperately separated from God, not in the We can be here talking healing. You are waiting for us to go home, and you use something else. So the belief is a problem, right? Yeah, the point is that your belief is why you are where you are. If you believe completely, radically, of all God has said concerning you, right so belief is actually comes through revelation and understanding belief is a function of knowledge faith is a function of it, belief eh, so as you are studying you are as, that's why we are called to study and meditate is because we are changing our beliefs our beliefs is a function of our will your faith eh, the faith of god is constant god there is no there's the faith of christ Paul said the faith I now live, I live by the faith of oh, Christ. It's yes, yes. not to Christ. So it's not like the Christ in you is higher than the Christ in me, so my faith is not higher than your faith. No. He said that it's only one Christ, one faith. right? But when it comes to one spirit of faith, but he said when it comes to belief, if I, if I believe that Christ, yes, Christ heals. right? But in my belief, I don't believe I'm, I'm worthy of receiving healing. Yeah? So what changes is two things. Your belief is your conditioning of years. Your belief is where you have your problem. Your belief is what we are here to change. The call of church is to help you so that your belief can get up, get out of the way, so faith can manifest.
1: Okay. So I, I have a question for that. So is, rep, is repetition enough to change your belief? It helps.
5: It helps. It's part it of it. helps. It's part of it. But there is there is, is if you are repeating without an entrance of an, an understanding. So there's an understanding that establishes ownership. I know who I am in my father, so you cannot confuse me. Once I enter that thing, that's why it says a child potentially is a son, but can't possess. Religion because the brain. knowledge to give him the access is not fully there. The access is there, but the knowledge to unlock that access. He can't use it. Yeah. So we need we have a knowledge problem. We have a belief problem because we have a knowledge problem. And the knowledge problem is actually fixed by use by this. We're opening that stuff. Conversation the mystery questions. of belief. Again, dials back to Christ. Once in in believe you, there are two things that helps. It's not what you believe about God alone. it's what God believes about. it's you. what God believes about you. It's, about you. it's Just, very key. Once it's, see what he yeah. says, once you believe that God rewards God is about to reward you because you are he says that's that's an editor. So if you can believe God is good, but do you believe that God, his God his goodness, is good for you? Exactly. And his goodness is for you. Do you get? Then you've entered. You know, but let's 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 turn conversation. <laughs> so this is conversation.
1: So you know it's conversation. conversation. So you have to,
5: you have to, because the whole
3: world, at all times, there are there are, there are a lot of things fighting our acceptance of how God sees us, your knowledge, your experiences, every day the things that people tell you, the things that you think about yourself. So that's why that confession affirmation is very important. You have because that's, that's how you get there. You have to keep telling yourself what God has said to you. So, we believe God is good, for instance. We have accepted, oh, God is a good God. They preached it to us so much, God is a good God. They preached it to us, God is love, God is powerful. Oh, we believe it, we've accepted. But personalize it. So, the leper said to Jesus, He said, Lord, if thou wilt, you can make me whole. He said, he said I'm not questioning your ability. What I'm questioning is, is Your desire uh, to why do did it? he say that? Because they'd been taught that as a leper you're an outcast.
5: Mm.
3: What did they call him for Ebo? Osu. Ebo, disease. You're cursed. I mean, they shouldn't get close to you. So, any nobody can marry you. Nobody can touch you. You are cursed. You're a cursed thing. And the Jews were strong on those things. So, if they had caught him in the in the public place, they would stone him to death. Mm. They will stone him to death. But he said to Jesus, if you will, you can. So Jesus expressed the will of God to him and touched him. You don't touch a leper. Touched him and then, wow. And they were all surprised. Because by touching him, he was breaking the law.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But of course, he wasn't breaking the law. So we need to get to a point where we know this is what God has said about himself. who have accepted. Like he said, believe is a, is, a, is, a, is a function of the will, right? It is. Thomas said, unless I see not believe. i will not say i will not so he made a choice belief is a choice i have chosen that sickness is not in my lineage and i'm convinced about it that's belief so but it took time i i stayed on the word stayed on the word until i saw it in my mind's eyes and when i saw it and i but first of all it has to come from outside right mm-hmm. i accepted it first that's belief that's beginning, then I kept on. I kept on. We spoke about repetition, alcohol. we spoke about fermentation on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. that's how it happens.
1: So, you're a lawful captive, unless
3: you, oh, yes, that's what Paul says. I'm a love slave of Christ,
1: unless he open the door.
4: Oh, yeah,
7: if there's a mic there. Me taking you back, it's for Pastor Martin's. Okay, sir, at the point you mentioned that, um, if a man of God, can you
4: hear me? yes, I can I hear you. you.
7: Like if a man of God dies at 40 or so, that mm-hmm. um, is a bit absurd. Or it's, it's um, and,
0: what I'm we call untimely to, death.
7: Uh, untimely death. So now I want to ask: um, Does God use um, our same timing? Does He use a.m., p.m., or GMT? We hear people say. um God's time.
4: God's time is the best, Abi.
7: <laughs> and his time and his timing is not, his, um, not the same. Like, yeah, they are speaking of seasons our, when they say time. that. So go ahead. So, and, all, and also, his ways are not our ways. I yes. mean We can't really know. Can't really que- question him. And also, I also ask him: um, longevity a function of is it a reward for saving him? Like yeah. if you save him, that like, you must leave a particular. Um, Particular years, like okay. seven hundred um, years. Have or you so. been? Have you been? Okay, you're still asking. Yeah, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm still asking. And again, we've been meant to believe before that this life we are living, it is um, not a permanent kind of life. Mm. Now we stay here. the Time has not been specified how long Mr. A will stay and yes. how long Mrs. Yes. B will stay. So now, even um, a particular person dies at a particular time, doesn't mean that he wasn't serving God enough or God doesn't love okay. him enough and I mean I all right just want to know. now all those narratives uh, somebody
3: dies at let's say somebody was serving God and then the person dies at 57 doesn't mean that some people in fact people have started saying God is judging them no God doesn't deal like that they will say God God cut him off right so because maybe he had missed the mark so God said I'm bringing judgment to my house
7: and there's one I do hear that God had known that if he had stayed longer than that he would have, have, he would have deviated heaven. exactly <laughs> yeah they can say all kinds
3: of things they can say, they can say all kinds of things but um, again do you know what good means do you think there is a deeper spiritual definition of good Physically. I, don't, I don't believe so either Good is good. Do you get? However, good may also be relative. So some people think that at 70, they've lived long enough. There's nothing God can do about it. I'll repeat it. There's nothing. Okay, maybe some people don't want to say God cannot do anything. There's nothing God will do about it. Because God has power. Man has authority. If you don't give God license to do things in your life, he won't do it. Because he cannot break. The Bible says he cannot deny himself, right? So you know what God has set in motion? That you are the author of your destiny. How you end up in life depends on you. If you trust me, you end up in the right way. I'll lead you in the right way. If you don't, it's still on you. So if people think that, uh, uh I'm only human now. Uh, I mean, you know, now anything can just happen now. especially if you just drop dead, which a lot of people believe. And they say, um life expectancy in this part of the world they say is whatever they call it they believe it it becomes their reality that's the way the world was created they believe it, they've created it it will happen, it won't be because God is mad at them, God is condemning them now God, God's reward for serving him or for being with him you can, God doesn't tie it to anything you do God doesn't, I said when we began this teaching I said You can never earn anything that God gives you, right? But God has said, I have also said that God is very predictable. God is very predictable. It's just that you may not know how he will go about it, but you always know he will go about it. For instance, we say God cannot lie, right? We say there's nothing that God cannot do in terms of where you rank in possibilities. Is there anything that God cannot change? God has power, right? Okay, now, okay, so, um, where was I going with that I lost my train of thought okay so I'm going to the reward aspect now God in his word has said with long life will I satisfy you so what is long life to you exactly you are the one who will determine it what is long life to you above 80 exactly me long life begins from 120 that's me so for some people, it's 50. When they get to 50, they say, man, ah, body not be body again, oh. I mean, I'm just starting life. So when that happens to that person, it's not because God is judging that person or because God is calling that person home. As a matter of fact, the Bible scriptures wrote, the scriptures said that the death of God's saints is painful, costly to God. See, so precious in the sight of God is the death of his saints the word precious is expensive costly so god doesn't even like it so that's why i started with when i was talking about order god is not the author of confusion. god is he says do do everything decently and order god is an orderly god so if somebody dies what we call untimely if i drop dead today it's untimely my kids are still little the idea for God is that a father will be there to raise their kids, then they will see their children's children, then they will leave wealth for their children's children. So if, that, if it doesn't happen, it's untimely. It wasn't because God decided, created it like that. Even though that was not how God crafted it, if I have crafted it like that, that's how it will be. Do you understand? So if I did, if I, I always say to my wife that, in life, there are no neutral grounds. For instance, if you are not if you are not positive you're negative you can't be in between there's no in between so if you are not thinking health divine health eternal life you know what you are thinking death sickness you may not be thinking I want sickness I want cancer you may not be thinking it but your thinking will be sick you may be thinking I'm just a man ah, that thing can kill you. Whereas you should have been thinking, No, the life of God is in me, nothing shall by any means harm me. Jesus said, if they take any deadly thing, that's thinking life. It's not just about oh God, not let us seek, not let us seek it's sick thinking. Protect us from sickness is sick thinking. So you don't have to be thinking, I want sickness. That's thought pattern already is a victim's thought pattern and it's a mindset. And guess what? It's a belief,
5: and because it's a belief, it becomes so God doesn't deal all those things. So also add and maybe bring some perspective. Um, having pastored for a while, but I'm learning now that many times for Christians,
4: there
5: is hardly a one way. I mean, on Sunday our sister shared um, after they've been married for ten years, no child, um, and multiple miscarriages, they went for I. I was that IVF. They went for IVF and. It was a tough pregnancy. Mm-hmm. She, she almost lost the child. But she shared through how God was... She was praying through. There were a lot of fear, a lot of tension, but she pulled through. Now, that's a different testimony, and we must glorify God mm-hmm. in that. Now, there are people who didn't do IVF. They stood in their faith and said, I want to have a child like this. More. And, yeah, and it, it happened. Like, my Martin's I wife... I not do that. If I, she even had a condition that I could not have taken her out. But what I'm learning now is that there isn't one way... But we all are called to grow in the understanding. Martins has such a radical take of immortality, of long life and all of that. And we haven't passed out for a while, some days I get conflicted. <laughs> and the reason I get conflicted, guys, is because um, Archbishop died at 60. Something. Yeah, thereabouts. TB Joshua just passed at 58 yes I 57 you? I have seen a lot of Miles Monroe people. as people well. <laughs> like I had this Dana plane crash that claimed a lot of my friends yes and they were very well-meaning Christians
3: Miles Monroe
5: they didn't I don't know I, I can't tell you that they wanted to go I although one of them had in a status um something about seeing the life beyond now or something she was probably the only person that came close to saying anything that gave us a sense of comfort. But it was dark and heavy because your parents are all still in Lagos and alive. Mm-hmm. And having to go from one funeral after another funeral after another funeral in one week and two weeks, it was a really dark period. And, you know, it was tough for me, right? Um, on one side, I think that we are all called to enter something in God, though. Like, if you're coming from a family where untimely death is something that has traumatized you, that scripture is just to anchor hold on to the fact that God has given you long life and prosperity, right? I just think that people who didn't quite, who died early, well, maybe it was something that they didn't bother to. Have. Yes. It was something that they, on, a mentally, on a mental level, it wasn't so much that God wanted to punish them. No. Or it was, maybe it was, it, was, it was just what it was, right? It was just what it was. And I, I don't necessarily have all the explanation, right? But I would say this, everything that is in the scripture is for us to affirm. If long life is there and you're afraid of untimely death, and there's an answer there. Mm-hmm. If poverty is in the lineage and they say people lose wealth in their 20s or in their 50s, there is a scripture that talks about God preserving the wealth of his own mm-hmm. and keeping you. So the gospel is that you enter something, you unlock it for others and you share it, but you must enter it because if Matthew is saying, I want to be here till the trumpet sounds, and it's, you, you can't just be so. Oh, this is such a beautiful faith to have. If it's tearing something in you, you have to also you have to start. hold on to it. Open, you have to open up to that, right? And for me, I have this, I have this sense of eternity where I feel like, are we not eternal? So we don't truly really die. Yes. That's actually how I it. Like we don't really die. Like we always have an eternal spirit. So the untimely death and because again, yeah, some people have told us Jesus died. Jesus at thirty-three, Jesus was ready to go. So the oldest motivational speaker will tell you at seventy with no purpose. <laughs> Why are you around, right? So that there is a sense that even living long and living long purposefully mm-hmm. is important. If at, at 70 i pregnant 13 year old girl in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. you're doing overtime. Overtime brother. Because the purpose <laughs> has departed. On, but it's so, you know what Paul said? Paul said for me to linger is gain because uh, Paul said for me to die is gain, but if I'm around, it's Christ, oh, the gospel. Like Paul is saying every one more day left is one more day to engage. Mm. So the gift of life is not to consume for self. No. And to buy our nice cars and do some vacay or (laughs) steakay. The gift of life is truly, truly that the next person gets to experience. The next generation, yes. Yeah, so we must see that. So, you know, God is even excited. Okay, one more person. Oh, he's going to do more work for me, right? And that's why Jesus Jesus knew what he came to do. He had commissioned all of us in his own uh, resurrection life is what we carry. Our resurrection life does not now die. Okay. So there is also a notion of death that most people are afraid of. You know, the reality is that while you should never be anxious of it or why you should never be terrified of it, God is bigger than these things. He so is. if you are here you're battling all the okay, are we not taking a position that looks too tough? Right? And maybe you lost the parents. Um again we always say God didn't take them. We don't yeah, God didn't take them. It's not in God's way to kill your mom or your dad so that you can now suffer and then how do you pay your way through school? Right, so God wouldn't do that. I think that's the point, Mathis. Anything that colours the goodness of God, I am very unwilling to accept, as Mm. Ferdinand. So that's the first one. Anything that (laughs) colours the goodness of God or the love of God, I am not very willing. I'm not. It's not like. Let me not say. Let's let's leave this question. It's not unwilling. I am not. (laughs) <laughs> when you say unwilling you know it looks like you are yeah, speaking yeah. the there's modern no grammar really about no there is not unwilling it's, it's just, not, it's just like it sounds good right <laughs> for, the, for the modern mind they're like yeah well there's a conversation here because it says unwilling you know says that it looks modern
1: right. thank you Pastor Hadi so <laughs> so um, a question that has really plagued me over the years is how come faith doesn't um, chances an example in my health, I'm perfectly healthy. But I don't have money. Don't have? I don't have money. Let's say that is my situation, right? Or I have money and I'm sick. As in when it comes to God's word for finances, it means it. I, am it. I can manifest any amount of money. But when it comes to my health, is a gaping hole of my belief. And if I just needed to believe that God can do it, clearly I do because I'm manifesting it in one area mm-hmm. Do you, so it's not something like I don't believe I clearly believe
4: the
1: has an what's the assumption that about the
4: same thing
5: every of life. I'm asking why
1: it doesn't translate
5: so because, the question is that the assumption I'm saying is that You assume that you believe about, you believe the same thing. So that the way you believe about your health, you believe about your money. But the reality is that our beliefs are more subconscious than they are conscious. So you might not necessarily identify them. In your consciousness, you can actually think, well, I believe I have money, I should have health, I should have this. But in your subconscious, there just might be some things there, truth pulling you back not to apply for certain jobs that you might consider too glamorous, or you might consider certain things just not fit for you, or you might consider maybe I need to be medicated. So there are many things that are in our subconscious that we don't know. You don't know your subconscious in your consciousness, you know it in your patterns. Mm. Yes,
4: you do.
5: So you have to reflect over your patterns in life, okay, how did I manifest do this here to be able to figure that out? So it's about mindset, really. Mm -hmm. Our minds sometimes, in certain areas,
3: if you were born in a rich home, for instance, it's not because you were born in a rich home that you will not become poor. It's because there is a mindset of rich people, and you were born inside it. So by default, it became a culture. Became a culture. Abundance is, is 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 subconscious to you. You don't even you don't even try to. So even if there's no money in your pocket and there's no money in the bank, you don't even think that you don't have money. It's a mindset. Do you understand? So it's, it's the same way. So we have to. Like you said, we don't have to assume that because I manifest health and the anointing mm-hmm. in those areas, then every other thing will be parallel. It will just happen like that. No, you still have to deal with those things because many times you don't even know there are strongholds in those areas. You don't know there are strongholds in those areas. And many of us in this part of the world have a poverty mindset. So there are many people with a lot of money who are poor. Mm. It's a mindset.
2: Sorry, mindset. I would like to ask a question. Um, this is to Pastor Freddy PM. Anyone that can actually? <laughs> so, um, someone had said that um, you know, if there was no. Actually, I, I was listening to someone. They said that um, if you really listen to people when they talk about faith, a lot of times you realize that we're still at flesh level. We're still talking about. Getting things, mm. we're still talking about self. We're still talking about mm. things like that. And he said, "He said, so what would have happened if there was no fall, and we were all in Eden, and there were maybe a hundred thousand people in Eden? Mm. What then would faith mean? You know, because they would still have faith, but what really would it mean? Because." As he said, that is kind of the mindset we should actually be having. As much as the manifestations we see now are for other people, they're still a bit carnal because I have healing, I'm testifying, so someone else will grow faith, so someone else will you know, be encouraged as well. Mm-hmm. But if there was no fall and we were not struggling with finances, we were not struggling with this, we were not struggling with that, and we lived in abundance, what then would faith be?
3: So that is why... I, what I've, would I've be seen a lot of people, some for. of my friends have asked so when, when Nigerians go abroad they stop praying for certain things <laughs> so for instance my friend, my friend in the US, his dad visited him and then they were going out and then it was midnight, they drove a long journey and then they got back home so he started asking his dad, you see, say we will not bind and cast any devil we just <sighs> went and came but this guy is still a In fact, he's more committed as a Christian now than he was when he was in Nigeria. That's because he was properly taught faith is not only for having things. That's how we relate with God. Do you understand? Because the truth is, in the Garden of Eden, there was still prayer. Mm -hmm. When we taught prayer here in the beginning, I said it now, even, there was still fellowship. That's what it is. You get. So, and, um, As much as what these guys are saying about faith, still at the flesh level, they they have some truth to it. But be careful, so that they don't abuse your mind to the to the point where you think that okay, no, uh, I I don't actually desire things. Let me use my faith for spiritual things. No, that's how we live life. Faith is also what we use to. It's it's a currency. currency. It's what we use to bring the realities of our spiritual world down to because you are here now. you are here you get you are here so you need those things here and God said I did not call Jacob to seek me in vain he is the one who said he's a rewarder so it's not one or the other that's how you end up in extremes that's how you end up in extremes that's how people get into error you take one part of the word of God and separate it but Peter said no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation so everything marries each other so it's not one or the other Even though I'm a spirit being, I live in the flesh. I'm having a physical human experience. And to have that physical human experience, I need my spiritual faith or spirit of faith, like he said, to be able to carry the things in the realm of the spirit to have a beautiful um, physical experience. Because the truth is, if you do not have that life, many times, you won't be able to be a good witness for God.
4: Mm.
1: The mic is was there.
6: Mic. Praise God. Oh, yeah. so I have a question. Um, oh. Praise oh, God. I... You... Alright. My my question goes to us. Um, talking about about producing tangible manifestations, we know Romans ten seventeen says faith comes by hearing and hearing of the I word God of God. God. So um concerning the particular particular subject, I I, I cannot be said to have exercised faith because I did not exactly act on God's word that I've heard, based on the definition based on what Romans 10, 17, us try to flow (laughs) Um, my question is is it possible for a man to stumble upon a particular result, so for something now I, I cannot be said to have believed God for this but then I struggled with it for some time, and then I, I achieved the results. Say, for example, I any example you, you, can, you can picture. So that's my question. And if it's possible for a man to produce that kind of result without exercising faith, what's the explanation
1: behind it? The goodness of God. <laughs> mm. No, seriously, on a level, I think we underestimate that God is good. He sees you struggling. He sees you trying. You're crying. And... That there. He's just like, God. you know, God, God is good. He's like, I'll help you. It's not because you went on a great it's faith walk. Sometimes, Jesus. sometimes it's just the goodness of God. There is no like, you hacked a principle, um, you did this, except you did. Like, I don't know your personal circumstance, so I can't say 100%. But don't discount sometimes that God is actually just good. And if you talk to Him and write to Him heard, and tell Him about it, He will help that's,
3: you. Um, Coincidence is God's way of staying anonymous. <laughs> um, I heard it many years ago, so I kept it. Smith's Coincidence Smith's is God's I mean, way of staying anonymous. I remember
6: the person that said that? I know that. You, you've heard that. that? Yes. I think Smith Chico's
3: word. And I believe it. God is good. There's one thing they used to write in some people's house: the unseen guest at every meal. And, <laughs> God is good. Jacob said, "God is in this place, and I did not know." No, so God was there. He was the one who was absent. (laughs) He was the one who was absent. So those things happen, but maybe you may not be able to repeat the results. That's why God wants you to know. For instance, I can repeat having another child. I don't care if there is no blood.
1: Sir, say that again. Why does
3: why does what not happen?
2: Stumbling into stumbling stumbling into results. Is it? It is available to everybody. It's available to everybody. That, that one is
3: without. A... He stumbled upon it. That person should stumble on it too now.
2: <laughs> but I can I also okay, can I just say one thing? At some point you prayed about it, did you? Okay, no, he's just, just giving, in general. Yes. Hypothetically
3: speaking. Hypothetically okay. speaking. He's speaking because hypothetically. He's not saying anything that happened. And it's true what he's saying is true. It happens. But like, then, I wasn't even looking for it, it just happened, right? Well, I can't I can't tell people. Mm why but one thing I won't question is the goodness of God for instance I got born again at 17 some people at 40 some at 11 that's not God's design I, there was one thing I know God calls everybody from the onset from the onset if you dial back if you settle down and think about your earliest meditations or thinking about maybe the universe about the world that was God calling you so that time you said, you were looking for the end of the world. I had that experience. I went to farm with my grandfather, so I saw the clouds. So I thought I was going to meet it, and I was going until they called my name. I for lost. But what was happening to me, I was thinking about how this whole thing ties together. And then one day, it became obvious, and I got born again. So it happens to everybody, but why some people don't stumble upon it or happen to have a an experience or a manifestation, I can't answer that. I don't know. That is, she asked a question that
5: I think we need to address. Okay. And it helps us if we know what faith is here and try, right? Uh, she said,
4: Many times I've helped pastors, and I even think I can have said it more.
5: <laughs> 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 it's very possible I said it. But there, you know, there was a thing that please stop reducing faith to faith for stuff. Mm. Faith is not faith to get stuff. There's a higher realm. There's a higher realm. Now, <laughs> do you guys pause for a second to realize that whoever said that thing was trying to correct something? Mm. Yeah. And it was a point where people had, it was—we were trying to correct the commoditization of faith. Of faith, great. Where people were now using faith as prop to obtain cars, obtain wife, obtain stuff. But does that make it wrong? I don't think so. This is what I think. I think that even he who says don't use faith for stuff is actually coming from a almost a problematic understanding of faith. The challenge is that faith is not about obtaining something that God has not given. Mm. So, their one understanding is that you're easy to obtain something God has not, not given. given. The life of faith is an, allow your, an opening yourself for the release of all that God has. So, it's not about, there's no distance between you and your dream realized. There is only just a believer way, just an a, yeah, staying there an awareness of it. So, the point for us is that faith encompasses all that we are. But we we will not make it reductionist to just about faith to obtain. Faith to obtain is a life we live that transcends everything we do. My my, my belief that I am righteous is as much as I I affirm that even in the wife I want to marry, in the things I want to possess. So let's not all our faith a part of our life. Let's know that faith is all of it. All our lives is woven in faith. And our understanding of faith is not coming to a point where we need God to do it's allowing to manifest all god has done mm. so we come our faith is a finished product like it's almost like we are coming from the answer is the, answer yeah we are, we are answer. not we are coming from the answer we're not it's like, like to move god we're not moving god mm-hmm. you understand faith so doesn't move god the, 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 on, on the thinking of always putting people on a treadmill where you feel like okay um, if I give more tights, God is going to meet me halfway. If I give, if I sow a seed to this, now there are principles, and people do some of these things, and they tell you it worked for them, right? So for me, I would just always say that whenever we get into that transaction, we've diluted all that God is. For God does not need you to transact to receive. Mm-hmm. You are all, you are every inch, you are, all of you is a child. So if, if my son comes to me, Kaima, and he says to me that. You know, I want to be loved by you. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to give you 20%, not 10%. To show you that I am a revelation child.
4: I'm screaming. No,
5: Bobo Ayi, whether you give 20 or 50%, 100%, I'm not going to love you any more than I've loved you. Mm. And I will not love you less because you haven't given.
4: Yeah. But
5: let the love you have for me, everything you do, do it from love, not do it to end love. Mm. So we give because we love and we are loved. Our giving is not to obtain Love. Because we already have it. So our faith has to become that. Tomorrow when you go to work, everything you need, you already have. Mm
4: -hmm. Your
5: faith is not about getting God to do what he has not done in Christ. Mm. All things. He said acknowledging all things. All things that pertain to life and godliness. Godliness. He didn't say all things that pertain to 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 prayer. (laughs)
4: Like to
5: life and godliness. And that life there puts everything on the radar. Yes
1: so my last question except someone else has a question do do you guys okay time I'm still going to ask the question Sorry, but the question really is a rounding up question and it's really that so we've talked about it we've thought okay meditate repeat all of that but the truth is when life is hitting you it's hard to sit still and just let the word do its work which is what is always recommended like the word is able to build you up, right? How, how things are happening. If it's bills, bill, your bills are due tomorrow. Like, life is happening to you. Life doesn't stop because you didn't get the revelation of the word. Life, life, life is not waiting for you to get there. So how do you sit? How do you quiet your mind, your body, and see how your you experiences? In peace how do you remain in peace when the storm is around? Growing faith. And approach life, because that's where people go to the extremes and just like, they just confess, they deny all the facts. No, my landlord is not
5: coming it, Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Worry, worry is a thought. Anxiety is a thought. Self pity is a thought. The question is that every thought is within your your, your power to steal. When the Bible says, "Be still and no, take every thought captive." When you start to sit, you will know why you have to sit. And you will not negotiate your sitting. Because the bills won't go away, but neither will your anxiety pay them. But the peace of God that passes all understanding will create that environment for your mind to be inspired with the ideas and the answers you need for the way to come out of that. God always comes true. But if we're not still enough, we'll be too noisy, the posturous noise of in our ears may never hear the whispers of him saying, this is how you should go about it. We get caught up trying to get our fathers to help, our mothers to help, sending text message, calling people, I beg you, come, you guys, if you love me, come for me. But the question is, it's not the arm of flesh, no, honestly, the arm of flesh is not very reliable. You understand, and they will love you still. You'll be there, your sister, but she just bought a ticket for vacation, and you called just two minutes late. And guys,
2: please, paid. the sitting is not just physically yeah, sitting this, inside your house. Yes, and
5: the reading. sitting is actually it's, it's inside. No, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a inside. posture of your you know, heart. That part, but when we spoke about it, when when Jesus said, "If you want to pray, get inwards. I we said it's about getting into a space in your heart and your life where you can actually be calm enough to know. So, I think we all should learn to sit, right? I practice it now. Right, every morning before I do anything, I have that 30 minutes, one hour after my prayer. I'm just staying there, and the answers and the results are remarkable. There is never a day I sit that I don't get the resolve I need. And even when the, when the when, when our answers don't come in the way of the bills or the money, it comes in more ways than I know. Right, and I think there is more, there is more virtue in silence and stillness and prayer than culture can assess, there
0: is a lot more.
1: Thank you. That's the end of our conversation on faith.
0: You can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on the Tribe Lagos. God bless. Hello. This is the Tribe Stories, the curated sermons conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord,
8: you guys should give me moral support too. Amen. Let us just speak in the Holy Ghost for for a bit. Masha Allah, Brahati ko sotosh ke. Bale Ilata ba kusona bal mashka. Brahati le to brahel ba Tosh dosh kabab. kunosh ke feh freele do subah ale brahe des Oh Father Lord, open our eyes that we may behold wondrous things out of your words in Jesus' name. Open our eyes. In the name of Jesus, our eyes are open. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. This is my first time. Pastor Freddy. was Freddy set me up. So, um, and just speaking up from what Pastor Ferdy was talking about, sonship sonship is very very important and it's good to know that you are a son and so we'll delve a bit into that but we need to know what son means son, son Son is a title son is a title son is evidence that there's an inheritance son is evidence that there's father and father is source and sustainer Right. and son is a federal name, like I will say, it's not gender specific. Right, Jesus Christ is the Son of God for the joy that was set before him to bring many sons unto glory. So I was reading a scripture this morning, Psalm 16. We're going to start from here. Shall we open our Bibles, please? Psalms 16. We're going to end with this scripture as well because today's practical, we're also going to pray. So, Psalm 16, verse 5, I'm reading from the Amplified. It says, The Lord is the portion of my inheritance, my cup. He is all I need. He supports my lot. The boundary lines of the land have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, my heritage is beautiful to me. This is very, very interesting. So I, I had to go back and look at the beginning of the word heritage. And it just simply means inheritance. Now read it again. Indeed, my inheritance is beautiful to me. Can we say that? Indeed, my inheritance is beautiful to me. Okay, yes. Amazing, amazing. Right. So, Proverbs 13, 22. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. What's the characteristics of a good man? He leaves an inheritance to his children. What is God? God is a good father. right? So God is good all the time. And so it's it's quite amazing that... um, Sometimes we don't really know what it means for God to be good, right? Sometimes we don't know his ability or we don't trust in his integrity. And so Pastor Masson was talking about it last week and he said, the foundation of faith is to know first of all that God is good. And so in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 17, it says, My father loves me. He says, This is my beloved song, marked by my love, the focus of all my delight, right? And so the apex of love is to give. You cannot love without giving, for God so loved that he gave, right? And so a good man gives an inheritance to his children's children, right? And so, we're going to have an understanding at the end of today of the inheritance consciousness. What it means to have an inheritance. And so, let's open our Bible to Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. Please, can somebody read for me? I I like the Amplified Version. Okay, King James, King James. Genesis 1 28. Anybody? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and fill the earth let's just stop there and god blessed them that's the start and god blessed them and said be fruitful multiply what's the next one so okay Be fruitful multiply and fill the earth and fill the earth one statement It wasn't saying be fruitful to yourself or be fruitful to multiply just yourself. It was to the earth. And God blessed them. Now, what is blessing? What is blessing? Blessing is an empowerment to prosper. It's an empowerment to prosper things, to create things. That's what blessing is. So I'll take you through a timeline. And so I hope that you'll be able to track with me. I'll take you through a timeline. Adam was a man who did not complete the plan. And there is a reason why Jesus Christ is called the last man and the second Adam. But I want you to think about it. Think about that garden of Eden. If it existed. Let's just think about that. If Adam was hungry and he wanted to pluck fruits from the tree, do you think Adam climbed that tree? It's possible that he climbed the tree. Interesting. I want us to expand our minds today. If Adam wanted water, do you think he bent down to take water? Were they bows for picking up water? Maybe he would have known how to use his hands, right? Well, it was said, according to research, that the Garden of Eden is about. The size of two countries. So how do you think Adam traversed that garden? Huh? Super speed like flash. Interesting. Wow. It's amazing. Amazing. We are going somewhere. We're going to inheritance, right? Could it not be possible that when Adam wanted to eat the tree would bend and give him food to eat? Could it not be possible that the waters would come up from i'm just trying to let us expand our mind could it not be possible that the waters would rise up and get to adam's part after all god split the red sea and the waters rose up could it not be possible and so adam had a glory and that glory he fell short and that glory was the glory that all the animals there were no wild animals that glory was what everybody knew and they acknowledged that this is the manager of the universe they understood that and Adam fell short of that right so you ask yourself why did we need a second Adam and a last man so Adam came and by seed we were falling through his seed and that's why when Christ came Christ had to come you know virgin birth it's quite amazing. But let's begin to look at the things that we lost from Adam. Then we'll look at the things that we gained in Christ. Now, the blessing, when Adam fell, what, did have, what happened? The woman was cursed that she would crawl. And then there was toil. Adam began to toil. Cain also began to toil. was so much toil and what is toil toil is a mindset pretty much it's a mindset of you know you have to work extremely hard and then you have to hustle and so adam adam instead of him to just go back to his father he went to hustle and he built you know they built things and all of that kind of thing and so it's quite interesting look at what he and if you do you know we think that we have come so far with technology but do you know how slow we are do you know how long Want someone had to spend in school to learn how to approach a tooth. You know how long somebody will spend in school to be able to do cosmetology? And we think that we have come really far, we have advanced in technology, and technology is so beautiful. Somebody sent me a book and I was listening to it, and the person said, like, we should be grateful for Adam, you know, you know, making that mistake because um, it can you're able to tell right or wrong, see how far we have come. I'm like, we have not come far, we are slow. you know how far and then look at jesus christ look at jesus christ somebody's ear was caught did he need to go to school he picked it and he put it jesus christ did not need nano decomposition he passed through walls jesus christ he didn't need that okay so the people are hungry feed them look at his mindset feed them Lazarus is dead no he's sleeping okay so what sort of mindset did Jesus Christ have and so imagine just think about that bread that he broke somebody learned how to bake and mix things together but then bread multiplied in baked form Bread multiplied in baked form. Isn't that, it's so amazing? Look at um, Elijah. Elijah stopped time, the whole universe. But this, what Christ came to show us, was a complete phase. He completed the plan. He came to show us, should Adam had not fallen, that glory that we would begin to see should adam has not fallen that's what christ came to show us and he did that so effortlessly somebody went to school to study how to cure diseases of the blood and by the helm of his garment people were people were saved and then he had the power to forgive sin isn't that amazing so which is a much more superior knowledge it's the knowledge of Christ it's more superior than good and evil and so Christ came to take us from sin into righteousness now if you look at it righteousness what does righteousness mean? it means right standing right right to what? right with God okay right standing with God okay but right is rights as well When you say rights with God and you are one with God, what does that mean? That you have rights to everything that He has. That's why they say all things are yours, nothing missing, nothing broken. So amazing. So, Adam was blessed to be fruitful, have dominion, subdue the earth, multiply. He was blessed to do that, so there was a blessing power for him to do that. The blessing was the empowerment for that. But then again, there was a cost that came as a result of the fall. Then in Revelation 5:12, I'm just track with me, so that you know when we talk about faith, I said on Sunday that faith is pictures, right? Because you need to be able to see, right? So let's look at Revelation 5:12. We are going to open the, um, what's it called? The Hebrew Bible. I'll show you something. The Lamb was slain before the foundation of the earth, and what is is the Lamb. Saying sing with a loud voice, worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Do you know what this is? Do you know what this is? (laughs) This is what was embedded in the wheel. This is the inheritance. So you read this scripture, you don't have an idea of what it is. But let's look at what it is. You know that same thing that Adam had, the blessing for him to be able to do all that he did, right? Christ came to restore for us to be able to take sectors and take things. Because you cannot take sector if you are not, you don't have the power, there's no riches no glory, no blessing no no, no wisdom, you can't take sect all. this is the inheritance this is what Adam did not complete, that Christ completed, and so let's look at what it means, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power I have a bible here that can do, you know, reading Greek, let's look at the meaning of the word power, if you can let's look at it power means strength power ability inherent power power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature or which a person or thing exerts and put forth power for performing miracles moral power and excellence of soul the power and influence which belong to riches and wealth power and resources arising from numbers Power consisting in or resting upon armies, forces, and hosts. That's what power is. Now let's look at the text one. Just so that we have an idea. Riches, let's look at what riches mean. Riches means riches, wealth, abundance of external possessions, fullness, abundance, plenitude, a good that which one is enriched which is means to be fulfilled, to be filled. Right, interesting. Let's look at wisdom. Wisdom, broad and full of intelligence, used of the knowledge of very diverse matters, including politics, including medicine, including all your fields, including content creation. The wisdom which belongs to men, so I will go to skill in the management of affairs devout and proper prudence in intercourse with men not disciples of Christ skill and discretion in imparting Christian truth the knowledge and practice of the requisites for godly and upright living supreme intelligence such as belongs to God, to Christ but you're in Christ all things are yours, nothing missing, nothing broken Let's look at strength, ability, force, strength, might, to have, to hold, to own, to possess, to hold oneself or find oneself. We move on. Let's look at glory, splendor, brightness, magnificence, excellence, a most glorious condition most exalted state is that not amazing and let's look at blessing blessing says to cause to prosper is that not amazing this is all that Christ has done for us what is the land that was slain and then I'm going to take you through the Roman tradition when Paul was writing let's look at um Romans chapter eight. Pastor Fede spoke about that scripture. But let's look at Romans chapter eight. Sorry. It's any amplified version? Romans chapter eight. Let's see. Uh, just just a second. Okay, from verse fifteen, it says. From verse fifteen, I'll read it. For you have not received a spirit of slavery, leading again to fear of God's judgment, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons, the spirit producing sonship by which we joyfully cry, Abba Father the spirit himself testifies and confirms together with our spirit assuring us that we believers are children of God and if we are his children then we are his heirs also heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ sharing his spiritual blessing and inheritance if needed we share his suffering so that we may also share in the glory so he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit sharing that inheritance now let me give you a context right and so just to paint a picture so that you can see it right when paul was writing this spirit of adoption we've talked about adoption before but just to explain what it is in the roman context there are three there are two or three words there is patria protesta there is emancipato and there's vindicatio right now this is what happened a rich man has a son or he has sons. If you watch all these soap operas, you know, this When You Are Mine and all of that, you actually see one rich man that has a farmland and all of that, and you have all the children sitting in, living in the house, right? So I'm going to tell you what father power is. Back then, the father had so much power that if he says, let's say his son wins an election, for example, and he says, my son didn't win an election they are going to honor it. That's how much power the father has. The son cannot leave the father's house. The son will live in the father with his family, except the father dies. Pat, um, they call it paterfamilia. The father is supreme. That's what I'm trying to give you the context where Paul was writing this from. right? So if anything happened and the father came to say that, oh, this my son, he's guilty. Even if the guy is not guilty, as far as the father has uttered it, That's how much power the father had. But here's the trick if that boy goes out and says, I'm going to give this orphanage one million or five million and the father does not have it, the father will borrow. He will borrow to honor that. That father, the father must honor his name. The father is responsible for taking care of the son and his family. And that's why the blessing is that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children and his children's children. The father is responsible for that. So anything, if it is a hundred billion naira and says we are going to build a health sector, let me know. Let me just say it like this: they did not burn the father well. I'm serious. He cannot but honor that word. He cannot. There's no you is no is dead. You cannot but honor that word. You had your name, your name. That's what Father Power was. And so a poor man, here he says, let's just look at it again. He says, for you have not received the spirit of slavery leading again to fear of God's judgment, but you have received the spirit of adoption. So this is what adoption is. A poor man and a rich man. A poor man has a son. A rich man has a son. And then the poor man sees the son. Says the son of, the rich man Says the son of a poor man and he says I want your son and this is what happened the poor man will take the son to the marketplace and place him there for three days in the presence of witnesses and say who's going to buy my son, who's going to buy this who's going to buy and all of that kind of thing because his son was almost practically like a slave and nobody will buy it then the rich man will come after three days and he will make a purchase and when he makes that purchase that poor man whether it was by blood. That poor man and that son cease to exist. That's what adoption is. So this poor man cannot see that boy and say, oh my, I this boy. He can't say that. They arrest him. So it now means, therefore, that this rich man has taken this son and has put him in his house. What does he mean? All, everything inside that house is his. You watch it in all those superpowers now. You see one guy that is not part of the family, but the guy is part of the. Is running the company and all of that kind of thing, pretty much. But everything that is in that house belongs to the boy. But here's the thing: because he has come from slavery, he does not yet know that all things are his. So that's how Jeffrey would just see him and he just, Johnson come here, he'll tap his head, come fetch me water, because he doesn't know. But when that boy has come to a consciousness. Of his sonship. Here's what the father does the father will take him back to the marketplace, call all the businessmen, and say, This is my beloved son, hear ye him. That is wherever you have seen this guy, you have seen me. That's that inheritance. Are we getting the picture? Except that father dies, that son cannot leave the house. What type of father you have? You have an everlasting father that is not going to die. Who is responsible for your upkeep? Absolutely responsible. That will sponsor your dreams. Your father is ready. He cannot but. The command is be fruitful to the earth, multiply, subdue. You have a father that has that much power. be able to he cannot but honor his name now let's now go to the name it's very interesting I'm tracking with you because we are going to pray and it will just give you a perspective on how you are going to pray right the name of Jesus is a strong tower but the question is how do you identify someone with an inheritance how do you identify somebody with an inheritance it's through the name so because if we have Udeze. And we have one color and we have Johnson, right? And Udeze is a rich man, and he has all the money, and all of, and he has sons, pretty much. Right, even if everybody's there and they said, Um, come, let's give an inheritance out, and all that kind of thing. Johnson cannot be part of the inheritance, it's not bearing Udeze, it's not bearing Udeze, so that name yes the johnson rich. but you get what i'm saying that name right is what shows your inheritance right you present a name to show that you are part of this inheritance we are here of god's with christ right now let's go to ephesians chapter one so that i can tie it up
4: Ephesians chapter 1
8: from verse 18. And he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people. And so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power is in us who believe, these are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength, which he produced in Christ when he raised him from the dead, dead, and seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, whether angelic or human, and far above every name. That is named above every title that can be conferred not only in this age and world but also in the one to come here is the thing about the name there's an ability and there's an integrity to a name malaria is a name what is his ability it can make you sick but there is a name the world was framed by words there is a name that is above every other name that demons and every other person should bow when they hear it. So they recognize the hierarchy. The dimension of this name. And this name has been given to you in my stead. That means it means that present this name because you have an inheritance. Take this name. Put it forward. And say in the name of Jesus. Isn't that amazing? That's what the name of Jesus gives us. And then there's a doctrine that says the name of Jesus Christ is a location and a space because the name of jesus is a strong tower right but let's explore that a little bit a strong tower the righteous run into it but think about so many things that are inside that strong tower that health sector is inside that strong tower that health sector is inside that strong tower that unicorn business is inside our strong tower it's inside that stronger. It's inside that you present the name. It's an inheritance. God is not creating anything again. He has already created. Everything is an event that has already happened in eternity. You are only picking events from eternity. That's all we are doing. We have come to pick events that have already occurred in eternity. And there's... if you look at Dr. Strange, for example, he goes and he sees so many outcomes. You arrive at different outcomes. But all the events has happened, he's not creating anything new. Every event that would play out has already occurred so in that name that is above every other name that principalities and powers those ones that will cause traffic to stay on the, ro- on the road that will now make you to shout so that you will now be late so that you will now miss that deal there is a name above it by inheritance that is your blood bought right that is what righteousness has afforded you that is what blood was shed for I told you the concept of blood before a stronger tribe and a lower tribe a stronger tribe, a lower tribe would sign a treaty with, you know, by blood with a stronger tribe. And all the, every all the possession of the stronger tribe becomes that of the lower tribe. Now, what is this inheritance? From sin to righteousness, by right. What is the land that was slain? For riches, for glory, for honor. Now, so we have this name of Jesus. And so that is why we, when we pray, we say... In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's why. What happens? So, it will be very, very impossible for you to be able to exercise this faith when you don't know the inheritance. You don't know what this adoption is. You don't know how far and how much. Then, if we go back to Psalm 16, it says, The Lord is the portion of my inheritance. Everybody has a portion. You can't have everything. You have your portion. But then again, the Lord is whole so your own inheritance is whole and then this guy's portion is whole but yet it's still one lord the lord is the portion of my inheritance my cup is all that i need and he now says "There, my heritage is beautiful to me now think about it again my inheritance is beautiful to me my lord is beautiful to me all things that sit in christ in his office in his person is yours by blood but right So even when Adam fell and all of that kind of thing, we can see that through Christ, through faith, we have come into a much, much better heritage. We have seen that. So when you have an understanding about this, when you pray, you know, first of all, the ability of the father. That's what it is. When you know the ability of the father and you know the integrity it's not that oh I know the integrity of God I know the ability of God no 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 it's a subconscious thing it just happens in subconscious right it's because pictures you know pictures will just be showing you somehow and what it means not to trust God is it does that you are seeing another picture that's what it means it's not like if you just say I don't trust God it's not that's not how it happens huh? you are seeing another picture you are holding on to another high thing. that's what you are holding on to it's just pictures and so as i was explaining abraham couldn't have known what faith was god had to show him so when he saw this thing he held on to it it was the substance that he held on to the the substance of things hoped for he saw that when he saw because he couldn't how could he have known there were so many other gods speaking there now there were so many other people speaking But then again, God had to show him and he saw. Noah saw. And that's the life that we have been called to live, to see. What do you see? What do you see? That's just the question. And so, this is just, it's it's, it's amazing because to expand our minds, right? Just to expand your mind, to see that seen in the mind first of all is where the battle is because you are faced with so many pictures have you ever seen yourself as royalty before have you ever just sat down to just imagine yourself sitting on a throne and they are serving you do you think that a, poor, a rich man thinks he's poor but a poor man thinks he's poor but a poor man that begins to think he's rich will begin to Once he begins to start seeing that. Right. So that's how we now begin to pray. So you have to know this inheritance, this consciousness, first of all, that all things are yours, nothing missing, nothing broken, everything belongs to the Father and you are in him, seated on that throne. Everything belongs to you. You are a particular of this glorious inheritance. You have riches, you have glory, you have honor, you have power, you have blessing. All of these things have been combined together to make you go forward, taking on sectors, being fruitful to the earth, taking on manufacturing, taking on um, um, medicine, taking on all these things. That's what this inheritance, the power, the influence, the strength, for that to happen. For you to be able to reason and think and think deep and all of that all this blood was shed for it you did not contribute anything to it it's just by blood and how did we partake of that blood It's through faith just as we partake um, we partook rather of adam sin by birth, by just being born we we came became a part of christ through faith by being born again that's what it was so what we are going to do now is we are now going to pray and so just to help you right one of the things we struggle with is that here's what what he says um i hope that this is the scripture you know he says the spirit make it intercessions for you uh, so the, the question is that you, you have needs do you think you really know what you need Do you really think you know what you need? But you know what you want, child yeah? And so what that spirit does, he makes intercession for you. So let me give you a very funny scenario. I tell Jeffrey this. I know that two people, one guy, one guy needs one millionaire. Two people, they yeah, are in debt. One guy needs one millionaire. He said, oh, if I need one millionaire, now it's your blue, just show up and all that kind of thing." And but that's what he wants. You're that person person, Oh Lord, I need one million naira, but he has death though. Now he's praying to God. Here's what happens: the Spirit make it intercession. Spirit will just go. This I am just painted in picture. Spirit can make intercession like this. Baba God, how far since your boy like this? Now the dead debt Now just thank you. You should just clear this death from. Let like this you go deal right. are that guy, Baba God, this guy need this one million naira because that guy may have more capacity. Well, you know what you want. Next thing the prayer for this guy is that um the guy weighed the old debt saying, My brother, don't pay this debt again. Ah, glory be to God, hallelujah, Jesus. You yeah, are forgetting this one millionaire, he doesn't want millionaire again. Yeah, the other guy gets one million and is able to use it to do other things. Was your need met? The fact is that you ask God well, see the Desires of your heart, eh, it is in God that your motives will change. You cannot say, ah, "I don't ask God because my motive and all of that kind of thing." You cannot say that because for you to be fruitful to this earth, you need to have what has been given already. You need to be able to manifest what has already been given to be able to do so. Knowing fully well, so when you now have a consciousness that, Father would honor his name if we look at the roman tradition of that we know that father will honor you. you know that okay this thing that you want to do i want to build motherless babies i want to go to the swamps i want to clear all this book father must honor it it is being fruitful to the earth so that's how the spirits make it in the let me give you a simple scenario again this guy who has come into the house who is a son just like a, the guy is a son another his guys are driving rose royce and they're just chilling and then he says he wants to drive a Rolls Royce. I thought, I want to drive a, He wants to take the Rolls Royce and go out. That's what he wants. Right. But here's what the father thinks. Ebuka, take him to a driving school. Because he doesn't even know how to drive. And when he goes to a driving school, he can drive the Rolls Royce. What he wants is to drive the Rolls Royce. What he needs is to learn how to drive first. But then again, that's another angle. Let's not dip it too much like that. But what I'm trying to say is this: all things are yours, right? You don't, you cannot. What it means to ask and miss is to ask weekly. See, let me tell you what expands the pictures in your mind. When we say you want to increase your faith, it's not like you're increasing your faith. And like, it's the big pictures. Make it to. The the possible things are already in your hands. The possible things are already in your hands. That's what you have just been. It's impossible things. So, we're going to pray. And so, I'll just share this. And so, myself and Jeffrey, I was sharing on Sunday. Myself and Jeffrey, while we were praying, and all of that kind of thing. And so, this shirt was born out of faith. And so, while we were praying, this is what we began to see. Um... And this is why i'm talking about pictures here they are very very important i look at speaking in tongues as a way to scramble the minds from all the words and to be able to secure the mind of god that's how i just look at it and secure it's just placing, a place with the father to just secure his mind. and so while we prayed i began to see shirts and i was like this is how expansive the mind now began to get that people will wear shirts and blind eyes will open And people will wear shirts and the lame will walk and cripples will stand. That's what I saw. And so my mind began to expand. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And I'm like, oh, we're going to be bigger than Nike. Right. I probably probably wouldn't have thought that I wanted to be bigger than Nike. But then I saw the picture. And then I began to see. And immediately, like I said, I was praying again and then Saw the name, the brand of God, and I went to buy the domain name straight. I just acted out. And you know what the funny thing about domain names every time I've been buying domain names, they are always taking, they're always taking. And so this time I went to buy domain name, and it was there, it was just five dollars, it was free. And I'm like, wow, it was specially made. You download pictures from heaven, that's what we do, you take time. You spend time in the place of prayer, in the place of fellowship, and you download pictures from heaven. And let's help you. You know, when you want to pray and you say in Jesus' name, say, I see. And call those things that you want to see. In the name of Jesus, I see the health sector. In the name of Jesus, I see the 10,000 hospitals. See it. Let the image form your mind. Let it be beautiful. Hold on to it. The substance of things hopeful. Help yourself when you are praying just help yourself what is that thing that you want to see manifest whatever it is there's no limitation you shall ask what you will whatever it is you say in the name of jesus i see in the name of Jesus, I see, I see the signature of the partnership that will bring businesses to Nigeria. See that signature on that paper. See that it is a beautiful picture. Once you see it, you know. Every time you want to pray that, you will just know that. Ah, that picture is so beautiful. It keeps you a reminder. You hold on to it. That is your faith. The end. Oh my goodness. That's the substance of things hoped for. The end. Evidence of things not seen. That's your evidence. That picture. Help yourself. Let your mind open. Your eyes open that the eye of your understanding will be enlightened, that light will hit you and you will see this glorious inheritance. He said, the Lord is the portion of my inheritance. If the Lord, the maker of the heaven and the earth, can be the portion of your inheritance, you are a heir of God. It means that all that is present in him, the fullness is in you so all things are yours nothing missing nothing broken this is how we take spaces this is how we take sectors this is how we take businesses this is how we bring unicorns this is how we change the health sectors we change the police this is how we do all of them in the name of jesus i see that policemen are trained in the name of jesus i see this what do you see is for your life as well in the name of Jesus I see I see oh mashallah Halabra de Leketo Prada bar shama cut over a dish a kaba a car about any of us kato show bradley bagadilla boss of a shabra daily bosha gedo sobreh kedeli ba ore dei liban koto chebre he ilabra de le gede bo chebre spirit make it intercession for you just call what you want to see Malebre de le talobo de le begade libas et brendi la toshkebena di la toshkebena brada bagada etumbre hele sotosha e di la toshabala ilabra mi brada Kotosha, Membrata Shakala Brahideleto, Erede Shabara Dalabaga Dabasia, Elebrato Kotosha Halaba, Ilacontobre Gelibankata, Ekerudundus Cabani Bredelecatiza, Shebre de Bagadabaga Dabaga 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 Daba, Intolobrehendi Bacadeadosha, Rebegadebegadebegadebegadebegadebosha, Ataba Librados Kevelia, Bebredebosha. For those of you who want to work in the supernatural. In the name of Jesus, I see blind eyes open. In the name of Jesus, I see the lame walking. See the crutches form. See people rising up from wheelchairs. Look at people healed. When you see those pictures, they are beautiful to hold. Help yourself.
0: You can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at the Follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter on the Tribe Lagos. God bless. Hello, this is the Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
8: You guys should give me moral support too. (laughs) Amen. Let us just speak in the Holy Ghost for, for a bit. <laughs> open our eyes that we may behold wondrous things out of your words in jesus name open our eyes in the name of jesus our eyes are open in the name of jesus amen amen this is my first time pastor Pastor faddy set me up so um And just speaking up from what Pastor Ferdy was talking about, sonship. Sonship is very, very important, and it's good to know that you're a son. And so we'll delve a bit into that, but we need to know what son means. Son. Son Son is a title. Son is a title. Son is evidence that there's an inheritance. Son is evidence that there's a father. And father is source and sustainer. All right. And son is a federal name, like I would say, it's not gender-specific. right? Jesus Christ is the Son of God, for the joy that was set before him, to bring many sons unto glory. So I was reading a scripture this morning, Psalm 16. We're going to start from here. Shall we open our Bibles, please? Psalms 16. We're going to end with this scripture as well, because today's practical, we're also going to pray. So, Psalm 16, verse 5, I'm reading from the Amplified. It says, The Lord is the portion of my inheritance, my cup. He is all I need. He supports my lot. The boundary lines of the land have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, my heritage is beautiful to me. This is very, very interesting. So I, I had to go back and look at the beginning of the word eh, heritage, and it just simply means inheritance. Now read it again. Indeed, my inheritance is beautiful to me. Can we say that? Indeed, my inheritance is. Okay. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. Right. So Proverbs thirteen twenty two. A good man leaves. An inheritance to his children's children. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. What's the characteristics of a good man? He leaves an inheritance, to his children. What is God? God is a good father, right? So God is good all the time. And so it's it's quite amazing that um, sometimes we don't really know what it means for God to be good. Right, sometimes we don't know his ability or we don't trust in his integrity. And so Pastor Marsins was talking about it last week, and he said, The foundation of faith is to know first of all that God is good. And so in Second Peter chapter one, verse 17, it says, My father loves me. He says, This is my beloved song, marked by my love, the focus of all my delight. Right. And so the apex of love is to give you cannot love without giving for god so loved that he gave right and so a good man gives an inheritance to his children's children right and so we're going to have an understanding at the end of today of the inheritance consciousness what it means to have an inheritance and so let's open our bible to genesis chapter 1 verse 28. Please can somebody read for me. I I like the amplified version. Okay, King James, King James. Genesis 128. Anybody? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And feel the earth. Let's just stop there. And God blessed them. That's the start and god blessed them and said be fruitful multiply What was the next one so okay be fruitful multiply and fill the earth and fill the earth one statement it wasn't saying be fruitful to yourself or be fruitful to multiply just yourself it was to the earth and god blessed them now what is blessing What is blessing? Blessing is an empowerment to prosper. It's an empowerment to prosper things, to create things. That's what blessing is. So I'll take you through a timeline. And so I hope that you'll be able to track with me. I'll take you through a timeline. Adam was a man who did not complete the plan. And there's a reason why Jesus Christ is called the last man and the second Adam. But I want you to think about it think about that garden of eden if it existed let's just think about that if adam was hungry and he wanted to pluck fruits from the tree do you think adam climbed that tree it's possible that he climbed the tree interesting i want us to expand our minds today if adam wanted water do you think he bent down to take water? Were they bows for picking up water? Maybe he would have known how to use his hands, right? Well, it was said, according to research, that the Garden of Eden is about the size of two countries. So how do you think Adam traversed that garden? Huh? Super speed. Like flash, interesting, wow, it's amazing, amazing, we are going somewhere, we're going to inheritance, right? Could it not be possible that when Adam wanted to eat, the tree would bend and give him food to eat? Could it not be possible that the waters would come up from? I'm just trying to let us expand our mind right. Could it not be possible that the waters would rise up and get to Adam's part? After all, God split the Red Sea and the waters rose up. Could it not be possible? And so Adam had a glory. And that glory, he fell short. And that glory was the glory that all the animals, there were no wild animals. But that glory was what everybody knew and they acknowledged that this is the manager of the universe. They understood that and adam fell short of that right so you ask yourself why did we need a second adam and a last man so adam came and by seed we were falling through his seed and that's why when christ came christ had to come you know virgin birth it's quite amazing but let's begin to look at the things that we lost from adam then we'll look at the things that we gained in christ now the blessing when adam fell what did have what happened the woman was cursed that she will crawl and then there was toil adam began to toil cain also began to toil there was so much toil and what is toil toil is a mindset pretty much it's a mindset of you know you have to work extremely hard and then you have to hustle and so as adam instead of him to just go back to his father he went to hustle and he built you know they built things and all of that kind of thing and so it's quite interesting look at what he and if you do you know we think that we have come so far with technology but do you know how slow we are do you know how long won't someone had to spend in school to learn how to approach a tooth? do you know how long somebody will spend in school to be able to do cosmetology and we think that we have come really far we have advanced in technology and technology is so beautiful somebody sent me a book and i was listening to it and the person was we should be grateful for adam you know you know making that mistake because um it can you're able to tell right or wrong see how far we have come i'm like we have not come far we are slow but you know how far and then look at jesus christ Look at Jesus Christ. Somebody's air was caught. Did he need to go to school? He picked it and he put it. Ah, Jesus Christ did not need nano decomposition. He passed through walls. Jesus Christ, he didn't need that. Okay, so the people are hungry. Feed them. Look at his mindset. Feed them. Lazarus is dead. No, he's sleeping. Okay, so what sort of mindset did Jesus Christ have? and so imagine just think about that bread that he broke somebody learned how to bake and mix things together but then bread multiplied in baked form bread multiplied in baked form Isn't that how, it's so amazing look at um, Elijah Elijah stopped the whole universe but this what Christ came to show us was a complete phase he completed the plan he came to show us should Adam had not fallen that glory that we would begin to see should Adam has not fallen that's what Christ came to show us and he did that so effortlessly somebody went to school to study how to cure diseases of the blood and by the helm of his garment people were people were saved and then he had the power to forgive sin is it not amazing so which is a much more superior knowledge is the knowledge of Christ it's more superior than good and evil and so Christ came to take us from sin into righteousness. Now if you look at it, righteousness, what does righteousness mean? It means right standing, right. Right to what? Right with God, okay? Right standing with God, okay? But right is rights as well. When you say right with God and you are one with God, what does that mean? That you have rights to everything that he has. That's why they say all things are yours, nothing missing, nothing broken. So amazing. So Adam was blessed to be fruitful, have dominion, subdue the earth, multiply. He was blessed to do that, so there was a blessing power for him to do that. The blessing was the empowerment for that. But then again, there was a cost that came as a result of the fall.
4: Then
8: in Revelation 5:12, I'm just track with me, so that you know when we talk about faith, I said on Sunday that faith is pictures, right? Because you need to be able to see, right? So let's look at Revelation 5:12. We are going to open the, um, what's it called? The Hebrew Bible. I'll show you something. The Lamb was slain before the foundation of the earth, and what is the Lamb. Saying sing with a loud voice, worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Do you know what this is? Do you know what this is? (laughs) This is what was embedded in the wheel. This is the inheritance. So you read this scripture, you don't have an idea of what it is. But let's look at what it is. You know that same thing that Adam had, the blessing for him to be able to do all that he did, right? Christ came to restore for us to be able to take sectors and take things. Because you cannot take sector if you are not, you don't have the power. There's no riches, no glory, no blessing, no no, no wisdom. You can't take sector. This is the inheritance. This is what Adam did not complete, that Christ completed. And so, let's look at what it means. Saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power. I have a Bible here that can do, you know, reading Greek. Let's look at the meaning of the word power, if you can let's look at it power means strength power ability inherent power power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature or which a person or thing exerts and put forth power for performing miracles moral power and excellence of soul the power and influence which belong to riches and wealth power and resor- resources arising from numbers Power consisting in or resting upon armies, forces, and hosts. That's what power is. Now let's look at the text one, just so that we have an idea. Riches. is let's look at what riches mean. Riches means riches, wealth, abundance of external possessions, fullness, abundance, plenitude, a good that which one is enriched which is means to be fulfilled, to be filled. Right, interesting. Let's look at wisdom. Wisdom, broad and full of intelligence, used of the knowledge of very diverse matters, including politics, including medicine, including all your fields, including content creation. The wisdom which belongs to men, so I will go to skill in the management of affairs devout and proper prudence in intercourse with men not disciples of Christ skill and discretion in imparting Christian truth the knowledge and practice of the requisites for godly and upright living supreme intelligence such as belongs to God, to Christ But you in Christ all things are yours, nothing missing, nothing broken Let's look at strength, ability, force, strength, might, to have, to hold, to own, to possess, to hold oneself or find oneself. We move on. Let's look at glory, splendor, brightness, magnificence, excellence, a most glorious condition most exalted state is that not amazing and let's look at blessing blessing says to cause to prosper is that not amazing this is all that Christ has done for us what is the land that was slain and then I'm going to take you through the Roman tradition when Paul was writing let's look at um Romans chapter 8. Pastor Fede spoke about that scripture, but let's look at Romans chapter 8. Sorry. Amplified version, Romans chapter 8. Let's see. Uh, just, Just a second. Okay, from verse 15. It says from verse 15, I'll read it. For you have not received a spirit of slavery, leading again to fear of God's judgment, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons, the spirit producing sonship, by which we joyfully cry, Abba, Father the spirit himself testifies and confirms together with our spirit assuring us that we believers are children of God and if we are his children then we are his heirs also heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ sharing his spiritual blessing and inheritance if needed we share his suffering so that we may also share in the glory so he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit sharing that inheritance now let me give you a context right and so just to paint a picture so that you can see it right when paul was writing this spirit of adoption we've talked about adoption before but just to explain what it is in the roman context there are three there are two or three words there is patria protesta there is emancipato and there's vindicatio right now this is what happened a rich man has a son or he has sons if you watch all these soap operas you know this when you are mine and all of that you actually see one rich man that has a farmland and all of that and you have all the children sitting in living in the house right so I'm going to tell you what father power is back then the father had so much power that if he says let's say his son wins an election for example and he says my son didn't win an election they are going to honor it that's how much the father has the son cannot leave the father's house the son will live in the father with his family except the father dies um, they call it pater familia the father is supreme that's what i'm trying to give you the context where paul was writing this from right so if anything happened and the father came to say that oh this my son he's guilty even if the guy is not guilty as far as the father has uttered it that's how much power the father had but here's the trick if that boy goes out and says, I'm going to give this orphanage one million or five million, and the father does not have it, the father will borrow. He will borrow to honor that. That father, the father must honor his name. The father is responsible for taking care of the son and his family. And that's why the blessing is that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children and his children's children. The father is responsible for that. So, anything, if it is a hundred billionaire and says we are going to build a health sector. Let me just, let me just say, it like this. they did not burn the father well. I'm serious. He cannot but honor that word. He cannot. There's no, you, is no, it's death. You cannot but honor that word. You had your name, your name. That's what father power was and so a poor man here he says let's just look at it again He says for you have not received the spirit of slavery leading again to fear of god's judgment but you have received the spirit of adoption so this is what adoption is a poor man and a rich man a poor man has a son a rich man has a son and then the poor man sees the son sees the son of the rich man sees the son of a poor man and he says i want your son and this will happened. The poor man will take the son to the marketplace and place him there for three days in the presence of witnesses and say who's going to buy my son who's going to buy this who's going to buy and all of that kind of thing because his son was almost practically like a slave and nobody will buy it then the rich man will come after three days and he will make a purchase and when he makes that purchase that poor man whether it was by blood that poor man and that son cease to exist that's what adoption is. So this poor man cannot see that boy and say, oh my, I birthed this boy. He can't say that. They were resting. So it now means, therefore, that this rich man has taken this son and has put him in his house. What does he mean? All, everything inside that house is his. You watch it in all those superpowers now. You see one guy that is not part of the family, but the guy is part of the, running the company and all of that kind of thing. Pretty much, but everything that is in that house belongs to the boy. But here's the thing: because he has come from slavery, he does not yet know that all things are his. So that's how Jeffrey will just see him, and he just, Johnson come here, he'll tap his head, come fetch me water, because he doesn't know. But when that boy has come to a consciousness of his sonship, here's what the father does: the father will take him back to the marketplace, all the businessmen and say this is my beloved son hear ye him that is wherever you have seen this guy, you have seen me that's that inheritance are we getting the picture except that father dies that son cannot leave the house what type of father you have you have an everlasting father that's not going to die who is responsible for your upkeep absolutely responsible That will sponsor your dreams. Your father is ready. He cannot but. The command is be fruitful to the earth. Multiply. Subdue. You have a father. That has that much power. To be able to. He cannot but honor his name. Now let's now go to the name. It's very interesting. I'm tracking with you. Because we're going to pray. And it will just give you perspective on how you are going to pray. Right. The name of Jesus is a strong tower. But the question is, how do you identify someone with an inheritance? How do you identify somebody with an inheritance? It's through the name. So, because if we have Udeze and we have Wancalo and we have Johnson, right? And Udeze is a rich man and he has all the money and all, and he has sons, pretty much right even if everybody's there and they said um come let's give an inheritance out and all that can kind of thing," johnson cannot be part of the inheritance it's not bearing with daisy it's not bearing with daisy so that name yes the johnson's heritage but you get what i'm saying that name right is what shows your inheritance Right, you present a name to show that you are part of this inheritance. We are here of God's joint hands with Christ. Right, now let's go to Ephesians chapter 1 so that I can tie it up. Ephesians chapter 1, from verse 18. And he says, "I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very centre and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which He has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints god's people, and so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power." is in us who believe these are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength which he produced in christ when he raised him from the dead dead and seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion whether angelic or human and far above every name that is named above every title that can be conferred not only in this age and world but also in the one to come here is the thing about the name there is an ability and there is an integrity to a name malaria is a name what is his ability it can make you sick but there is a name the world was framed by words there is a name that is above every other name that demons and every other person should bow when they hear it. So they recognize the hierarchy. The dimension of this name. And this name has been given to you in my stead. That means, it means that present this name because you have an inheritance. Take this name, put it forward and say, in the name of Jesus. Isn't that amazing? That's what the name of Jesus gives us. And then, there's a doctrine that says the name of Jesus Christ is a location and a space because the name of Jesus is a strong tower right but let's explore that a little bit a strong tower the righteous run into it but think about so many things that are inside that strong tower that health sector is inside that strong tower that health sector is inside that strong tower that unicorn business is inside that strong tower it's inside that strength. It's inside that. You present the name. It's an inheritance. God is not creating anything again. He has already created. Everything is an event that has already happened in eternity. You are only picking events from eternity. That's all we are doing. We have come to pick events that have already occurred in eternity. And there's... if you look at Doctor Strange, for example, he goes and he sees so many outcomes. You arrive at different outcomes, but all the events has happened. He's not creating anything new. Every event that would play out has already occurred. So, in that name that is above every other name, that principalities and powers, those ones that will cause traffic to stay on the road, on the road, that will now make you to shout, so that you will now be late, so that you will now miss that deal. There's a name above it. By inheritance, that is your blood right. That is what righteousness has afforded you that's what blood was shed for i told you the concept of blood before a stronger tribe and a lower tribe a stronger t- tribe a lower tribe would sign a treaty with, you know by blood with a stronger tribe and all the every all the possession of the stronger tribe becomes that of the lower tribe now what is this inheritance from sin to righteousness by rights what is the land that was slain for riches for glory for honor now, so we have this name of Jesus. And so that is why we, when we pray, we say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's why, what happens? So, it will be very, very impossible for you to be able to exercise this faith when you don't know the inheritance, you don't know what this adoption is, you don't know how far and how much. Then if we go back to psalm 16 it says the lord is the portion of my inheritance everybody has a portion you can't have everything you have your portion but then again the lord is whole so your own inheritance is whole and then this guy's portion is whole but yet it's still one lord the lord is the portion of my inheritance my cup is all that i need and he now says dear my heritage is beautiful to me now think about it again my inheritance is beautiful to me my lord is beautiful to me all things that sit in christ in his office in his person is yours by blood but right so even when adam fell and all of that kind of thing we can see that through christ through faith we have come into a much much better heritage We have seen that. So when you have an understanding about this, when you pray, you know first of all the ability of the Father. That's what it is. When you know the ability of the Father and you know the integrity. It's not that, oh, I know the integrity of God, I know the ability of God. No, no, no. It's a subconscious thing. just happens in subconscious, right? It's because pictures... No, pictures will just be showing you somehow and what it means not to trust god is just that you are seeing another picture that's what it means it's not like if you just say i don't trust god it's not that's not happening it happens so, you're seeing another picture you're holding on to another high thing. that's what you're holding on to it's just pictures and so as i was explaining abraham couldn't have known what faith was god had to show him so when he saw this thing he held on to it it was the substance that he held on to the the substance of things hoped for he saw that when he saw because he couldn't have, how could he have known there were so many other gods speaking there now there were so many other people speaking but then again God had to show him and he saw Noah saw and that's the life that we have been called to live to see what do you see what do you see that's just the question and so this is just it's, it's, it's amazing because to expand our minds right just to expand your mind to see that Seen in the mind, first of all, is where the battle is. Because you are faced with so many pictures. Have you ever seen yourself as royalty before? Have you ever just sat down to just imagine yourself sitting on a throne and they are serving you? Do you think that a poor, a rich man thinks he's poor? But a poor man thinks he's poor. But a poor man that begins to think is rich. begin to once he begins to start seeing that right so that's how we now begin to pray so you have to know this inheritance this consciousness first of all that all things are yours nothing missing nothing broken everything belongs to the father and you are in him seated on that throne everything belongs to you you are a particle of this glorious inheritance you have riches you have glory you have honor you have power you have blessing all of these things have been combined together to make you go forward taking on sectors being fruitful to the earth taking on manufacturing taking on um, um, medicine taking on all these things that's what this inheritance the power the influence the strength for that to happen for you to be able to reason and think and think deep and all of that. All this blood was shed for it. You did not contribute anything to it. It's just by blood. And how did we partake of that blood? It's through faith. Just as we partook um, of Adam's sin by death, by just being born, we, we came, became a part of Christ through faith by being born again. That's what it was so what we are going to do now is we are now going to pray and so just to help you right one of the things we struggle with is that here's what what he says um i hope that this is the scripture you know he says the spirit make it intercessions for you Uh, so the the question is that you, you have needs do you think you really know what you need You really, think you know what you need, but you know what you want, child. Yeah? And so, what that spirit does, he makes intercession for you. So, let me give you a very funny scenario. I tell Jeffrey this I know that two people one guy one guy needs one millionaire, two people they yeah, are in debt. One guy needs one millionaire, said, oh, if I need one millionaire now, it's job blue, just show up, and all that kind of thing. And but that's what he wants. That other person, Oh Lord, I need more million naira, but he has death too. Now he's praying to God. Here's what happens? The Spirit make it intercession. Spirit will just go. This I am just painting in picture. Spirit can make intercession like this. Baba God, how far since your boy like this? the who dead too? Now just thank you. You should just clear this debt from. Let like this you go deal right. The that guy, Baba God, this guy I need this one million naira because that guy may have more capacity. Well, you know what you want. Next thing the prayer for this guy is that um the guy weighed the old debt saying, My brother, don't pay this debt again. Ah, glory be to God, hallelujah. Jesus, you yeah, are forgetting this one millionaire. He doesn't want millionaire again. Yeah, the other guy gets one million and is able to use it to do other things. Was your need met? The fact is that you ask God well, see the Desires of your heart, eh? it is in God that your motives will change. You cannot say, ah, I don't ask God because my motive and all of that kind of thing. You cannot say that. Because for you to be fruitful to this earth, you need to have what has been given already. You need to be able to manifest what has already been given to be able to do so. Knowing fully what? Well. So when you now have a consciousness that, Father, would honor his name if we look at the roman tradition of that we know that father will it. you know that okay this thing that you want to do i want to build motherless babies i want to go to the swamps i want to clear all this blue. father must honor it it is being fruitful to the earth so that's how the spirits make it in the session let me give you a simple scenario again this guy who has come into the house who is a son just like a, the guy is a son another his guys are driving rose royce and they're just chilling and then he says he wants to drive a Rose Royce. I thought, I want to drive a, He wants to take the Rose Race and go out. That's what he wants. Right. But here's what the father thinks. Ebuka, take him to a driving school. Because he doesn't even know how to drive. And when he goes to a driving school, he can drive the Rose Royce. What he wants is to drive the Rose Royce. What he needs is to learn how to drive first. But then again, that's another angle. Let's not dip it too much like that. But what I'm trying to say is this: all things are yours, right? You don't, you cannot. What it means to ask and miss is to ask weekly. See, let me tell you what expands the pictures in your mind. When we say you want to increase your faith, it's not like you're increasing your faith. And like, it's the big pictures. Make it to... The impossible things are already in your hands. The possible things are already in your hands. That's what you have just been... It's impossible things. So, we're going to pray. And so, I'll just share this. And so, myself and Jeffrey, I was sharing on Sunday. Myself and Jeffrey, while we were praying and all of that kind of thing. And so, this shirt was born out of faith. And so, while we were praying, this is what we began to see. Um... And this is why i'm talking about pictures here they are very very important i look at speaking in tongues as a way to scramble the minds from all the words and to be able to secure the mind of god that's how i just look at it and it's secure it's just placing a place with the father to just secure his mind. and so while we were prayed i began to see shirts and i was like this is how expansive the mind now began to get that people will wear shirts and blind eyes will open And people will wear shirts and the lame will walk and cripples will stand. That's what I saw. And so my mind began to expand. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And I'm like, oh, we're going to be bigger than Nike. Right. I probably probably wouldn't have thought that I wanted to be bigger than Nike. But then I saw the picture. And then I began to see. And immediately, like I said, I was praying again and then I saw the name, the brand of God, and I went to buy the domain name straight. I just acted out. And you know what the funny thing about domain names, every time I've been buying domain names, they are always taking. They are always taking. And so this time I went to buy domain name, and it was, it was just $5, it was free. And I'm like, wow, it was specially mean. You download pictures from heaven. That's what we do. You take time. You spend time in the place of prayer, in the place of fellowship, and you download pictures from heaven. And let's help you. You know, when you want to pray and you say in Jesus' name, say, I see. And call those things that you want to see. In the name of Jesus, I see the health sector. In the name of Jesus, I see the 10,000 hospitals. See it. Let the image form your mind. Let it be beautiful. Hold on to it. The substance of things hopeful. Help yourself when you are praying. Just help yourself what is that thing that you want to see manifest whatever it is there's no limitation you shall ask what you will whatever it is you say in the name of jesus i see in the name of jesus i see i see the signature of the partnership that will bring businesses to nigeria see that signature on that paper see that it is a beautiful picture once you see it you know every time you want to pray that you will just know that that picture is so beautiful it gives you a reminder you hold on to it that is your faith. the end oh my goodness That's the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. That's your evidence, that picture. Help yourself. Let your mind open. Your eyes open. That the eye of your understanding will be enlightened, that light will hit you and you will see this glorious inheritance. He said, the Lord is the portion of my inheritance. If the Lord, the maker of the heaven and the earth, can be the portion of your inheritance, you are a heir of God. It means that all that is present in him, the fullness is in you so all things are yours nothing missing nothing broken this is how we take spaces this is how we take sectors this is how we take businesses this is how we bring unicorns this is how we change the health sectors we change the police this is how we do all of them in the name of jesus i see that policemen are trained in the name of jesus i see this what do you see even if it's for your life as well, in the name of Jesus, I see, I see. Oh, Mashallah, brother, I like to supra hadaba, I kato shama, I like to zuzubrahadi bosh, ibra de kato shbreh dele bosha. li bosh, a shabradile bosh, shubro godobush, shhele bam, ele bradalo sokoto malabam, di abradila Kile do Sobre Hegedeliba. O re de Liban Koto Shebre Elebrado. Spirit make it intercession for you. Just call what you want to see. Malebre de letalobo shredele bege de Libasu. Etebredi Latosh Melebre di Latosh Kebena. Brada Bagadalegedebesia Tabali. Etumumbre hele di Kalio Sotosha. E di Latoshabala. Ila brami kele. Bradalo Erede For those of you who want to work in the supernatural out in the name of jesus i see
5: blind eyes open in
8: the name of jesus i see the lame working see the crutches fall. see people rising up from wheelchairs look at people healed when you see those pictures, they are beautiful to hold.
3: Help yourself,
0: You can log on to thetribelegos.com or email us at hello at Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.